Today on Terrible Humans Podcast, we talk with Torch of Torch Entertainment. We also discuss lazy musicians and winning studio time from Gorilla Music. This podcast ran a little long, so I split it into two separate parts. Once you get finished with the first part, just go ahead and select the second. Also, if you aren't doing so already, give us a follow at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. Our username is at Terrible Humans, T-E-R-R-I-B-L-E-H-U-M-A-N-Z, Terrible Humans, with a Z. Also, if you want to send us an email, our email is terriblehumans at gmail.com. That's T-E-R-R-I-B-L-E-H-U-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, and tell all your fucking friends about us. I think this is good, maybe. Dude, you maybe. brought the whole setup. <laughs> I don't know the situation here. Yeah, I know. No, it's, it's totally cool. Like, I, I don't mind it at all. But, like, everybody else has just showed up. They're like, oh, I get, uh, I get free drinks? Cool. Can you just keep them fucking going? And uh, I'm like, yeah, I mean, we'll... We'll keep it flowing, but you showed up with like you got a monster, you got a shiner, and now you got a bag of chips. What else you got in your little Mary Poppins sack? Um, a phone charger. Oh, a phone charger. Okay. And I have it in my <laughs> pocket, but like <laughs> that's fucking funny. Yeah. Like I get hungry. Like as much as like I'm on a very much low carb diet because of diabetes and shit. Pull the mic to you a little bit so, so you can actually I can hear you. Like as much as I'm on a low carb diet, like I have cheat weekends. It's not a day. It's more like a weekend. (laughs) It's just when I decide to stop and decide to start. I'm on a diet. (laughs) Like, when I'm at work, I can only eat fucking, like, bullshit-ass junk food unless it's a sandwich. Right. that Mm -hmm. doesn't really do shit. Like, if I'm going to go out and work for Amazon or whatever the fuck I'm doing, Uh and out the van all damn day. So, like, I'm burning calories. I'm burning carbs as I go. But, like, after three hours, four hours of that shit, I'm like, oh, god damn, I'm exhausted. I need something to eat. Mm -hmm. And carbs would fill me up and still let me go and keep going. And you don't at that point you don't want to be like let's be keto friendly let's be uh, let's be health conscious like no I want something salty or something sweet or <laughs> something to keep me going. Yeah, hi, I'm in Cedar Springs. Where can I go to sit down for half an hour, <laughs> eat something healthy? Oh, cheap. You're actually thinking right. healthy at that point. Like yeah, let me let me think about that. Where can I go? No, 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 no. Well, fucking shit. nowhere. <laughs> oh fuck. Like, I talked to my boss, like, well, can I go more for half hours? Like, I don't care what the fuck you do, but you're not going to get paid for it at the same time. Right. Oh, have fun. Have fun. So it's like, you know, you get a half hour lunch. And, and by that, I mean, you can take as long as you fucking want, but don't. Right. Because <laughs> right. then, then you're working later. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sam, who we've had on this podcast a few times, our old bassist, uh, he works for the USPS. And he's he's kind of in that same boat where they're they're like, yeah, you're, uh, you're supposed to show up from 8 to... 10 here in the office you do your your pull downs you put them in your basket you you load up your truck and you get out uh on the street and that's that in itself is like four hours worth of work but they put it they condense it down to two hours and then they're like we need you to get six hours worth of done uh wor- worth of work done before you have lunch 
and then you have to eat while you're putting mail into mailboxes. <laughs> and uh, we can't technically tell you that, but that's what you know you you need to be doing in order to keep your numbers up. And then uh, when you're done, we need you to deliver for an additional 12 hours, but we're only going to pay you for another four. Right. <laughs> it's just fucking nuts. And uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how he does it. I I would. Yeah, I, I don't know. So you, you work for Amazon. Who else do you work for? I work for myself. Okay. Uh, Torture Entertainment exists. <laughs> just just, it, it just that statement. It exists. <laughs> it's still here. I, I like I told you earlier before we started recording. If are we recording? Yeah. Are we go- okay, we're going. So, uh, for those that don't know me, my name is Brian. I own, operate, hate, love, Torture Entertainment. It's my baby. It's been there for what? What are we in? Nineteen now. It's 2019, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this will be 13 years in December? Holy shit. Whoa. I think. Shit, yep. I, I, th- I, I thought I, you started around the time that we started playing, uh, or, or the, around the time that we started like hanging out and talking to you. I didn't realize you'd been going that long. That's crazy. My math is off, but I've been drunk and high since then. Well, there you go. But I'm like, well, 13 years, roughly. Like, right. I did it for a while with Robert Miguel from formerly of okay. the the Eagle. Yeah. Working under Art Miguel Presents, doing Sunday shows at Curtain Club. Okay. And I wanted to expand on that and do my own thing. And he's like, well, by all means, like, come work for me. You're not getting paid, but, you know, you're getting experience exposure. Yeah. Right. I was, like, 20. You know, I was 20 at that point. So yeah. Can't really drink, but what I mean, you know. Come on now. Yeah. Let's be serious. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always... You, you're not supposed to. There's but always somebody that you know that has something that they can slip you somewhere. Oh, yeah. 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 So it was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, she was doing coke at 16 in fucking bars in Dallas, so I'm <laughs> I'm sure you can get a drink somewhere. That doesn't surprise I was, me. I was 18. I wasn't that young. <laughs> I was still smoking weed. I hadn't crossed over just yet. <laughs> I was still somewhat innocent. You're um, full of shit. Yeah, definitely full of shit there. No. <laughs> Somewhat innocent. My but I started ass. doing shows as just Torch Presents. Like, he gave me right. a new Torch one day. I Sorry, for, Mom. How did that come about? So, I worked for Jason Zelly as a delivery driver. Okay. So, I had to be clean cut looking. I could have sideburns that go down to right here, the yeah. base of my ear. I could have a mustache, but no, I couldn't because if you saw that, you'd be scared. <laughs> like, I know Stranger how I danger. look. Just. Stranger danger. <laughs> Basically, so like oh I'm, I'm glad I don't have my long hair anymore because if you if you saw it out there, I've got the big maroon van that yeah. I, I think not about having long hair anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think about a lot of times like painting on the side of it, not a rape van. <laughs> you know, this I, is for band use only. I, I feel the same way with my job for like was my van wearing a fucking Ford freight van, right? Mm-hmm. With with just a front seat, and it's the same van that any other band would use, right? But they took out all the seats on purpose. So that you can carry more packages. So that you can carry more packages. Right. So it's, you got like one side with the driver's side window. Right. Front window. Passenger side window. And then the sliding doors or the not sliding doors depending on what van you get. Right. And they have the window that just looks into the back of a van. Yeah. And then the other side has no windows on it whatsoever. So you're like, it's a fucking stranger danger van. Yeah, stranger danger for sure. Yeah. So, like, working for Jason Zilli at the age of 19, 20, smoking cigarettes on the way to deliveries and shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get what I can done, throw it out before I get back to the store. They didn't give two shits, whatever, you know. Yeah. Smell, smoke, smell, like smoke, whatever. And then I hauled ass to downtown Dallas, Deep Island, one day to work for Robert Miguel. He's like, hey, B1, because there was another guy named Brian, so I was B1, he was B2. He's like, yeah, we got to uh, get a light on you. He's like, yeah, yeah. 
threw my ladder at him, and he, you know, did his thing. And it was one of those big ladders that you can take apart. The, the cheap ones. Oh, the, the, the crack lighters? You know, the ones that you have the little... <laughs> yeah. Right, of course. Yeah, control your flame volume bullshit. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah, those. And I apparently just forgot that I had it all the way off to one side. Okay. Oh, so he grabs it, right? He's all, you know, I'm going to get my smoke. And he goes... And it, like, fucking shot up in his face. He's like, well, goddamn, Torch. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to call you that from now on. I'm like, all right, whatever. Nice. That's so cool. I did shows as, like, Torch Presents. Did a few of those. He's like, well, why don't you do something? I'm like, oh, fuck, well, I don't know. Fucking torture entertainment. Why not? Because right. Entertainment encompasses everything. Right. Of course. Yeah. And then I'm going to eventually maybe make a new email mm-hmm. because I keep getting bullshit spam in my damn inbox. Oh, God. Yeah. Aim high on that one. Getting a, I got to get an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not like those are free. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I, I, th- I thought pretty- you were gonna say I'm gonna eventually get like a website or something like that. I'm gonna I get I'm one. gonna get something going. I had one for like six months. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I never updated it because it's a pain in the ass. Well, I had a guy that was doing it. My my friend Dylan from at that point in time, Mario Conflict had made it for me. It looks fucking phenomenal. Uh-huh. I was booking steady shows, one or two a month here and there. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it wasn't one. What are you gonna do? Like it happens, but whatever. Right. But I didn't have a way to integrate anything into my system. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a way for me to go into, let's say, Reverb Nation, update my calendar on there. Right. And have it link to my website. Yeah, you had to go back in and You had to go in and update multiple pages, and it's just a pain. And I'm like, you know, I paid you good money. What's every fucking penny? Right. But if I can't just go over here and click a fucking button and put shit over here. Yeah. I don't have the fucking, like, I can do it on Facebook. I can use Facebook for free. Right. I can link Reverb Nation to my Facebook page. So it goes to the Torchinet page. It goes to my personal page. Yeah. I can use a uh, fucking big cartel for my merchandising website of right. concert tickets. I can use pre-Kindle for concert tickets. I can use anybody in the mall for concert tickets. So, like, I'm not a band. Mm-hmm. I don't have music to show you, per se. Like, right. there's shit on my Facebook page. And it sucks, because that's, that's not where people are going for... For that type of entertainment anyways. They're going to fucking YouTube. They're going to yeah. Spotify. They're going to, you know, iTunes. Like they're they're re- not going to somebody's specific website anymore. Right. Like the Revision page that I use, I had a, I have a media player on there. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's local bands. Uh-huh. And half of that shit's just out-of-date music because why would I update it? Why not? And I still get, oh, hey, by the way, we like your music. We want you to be on the showcase. And I'm like... Can that, you do your research? Yeah, that's spam for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'll get it from Gorilla Music. Like, who uh, wants to be on fuck, the showcase? Fuck Gorilla Music. Thank you. Fuck them. Fuck them. I will say that till the day I die. <laughs> fuck Gorilla Music. I'm going to do a Battle of the Bands. I mean, fans. I mean, ticket seller showcase. No, fuck, fuck them. Fuck them in every which way you can think of. I've I've been to plenty, like, just walked in the Curtain Club because I don't pay for shows over there half the damn time. Right. Yeah. Like, I used to not have to, and then certain shows come up, I'm like, I'll support my friends. With Heath's playing a show. How are they still a thing? Are there enough new bands out there that are are just clueless? Because I know it's not people that actually have a real following, because they've got to be on the the same train of thought that I'm on. Officially speaking, they're now defunct. Well, they've been defunct like multiple times. But they probably have a thousand different names to work under. Mm. And a whole bunch. Of, every day there's a new band. Whether it be With Teeth is back again. 
or teeth with, with teeth or... will never fucking play a gorilla music show i don't give a fuck if we come back with jason fucking richardson we're never playing a fucking gorilla no ever 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 put me on camera i'm looking at both fucking cameras no we will no. never fucking play one if we never come back it will be too soon but i mean there's there's a thousand little bands born every fucking minute in dallas right in fort worth and in, in the united states yeah. So as long as there's bands that don't know better, yeah. mm-hmm. companies such as Gorilla Productions will exist. Yeah, I, I get that. And I'm a I'm a proponent of work hard, play hard, get paid hard. Because I can go to a showcase for Gorilla and sit here and watch. Right. And with teeth, because you're, you're in with teeth, it is what it is. Right. Can play the show, and I can watch you. Be like, okay, well, these guys are rough around the edges, but they're going to go somewhere. Right. I can talk to the door guy because I know the door guy because I know everybody in the fucking scene. Right. And be like, yeah, I'm looking at your numbers real quick. You know, let me look at your shit for two seconds. What are they doing ticket sales? Well, they sold 50 tickets. Cool. Right. And it looks like 25 came through the door. So that's 75 tickets. That's 75 pads accounted for at at least 10 bucks a pop. So that's 750 bucks that have come in from this one band. Right. Cool. Congratulations with Teeth. You actually won this round. Yeah. You going on to round two. For a chance to win $500 and some bullshit studio time mm. and some bullshit ass the merch. Biggest, the biggest fucking scam is fucking studio time. <laughs> Ugh. So from what I've heard, because I've never had to work with anybody that was involved in that capacity. Uh, but from what I've heard, you're not fucking wrong. But it's like, okay, so. Well, you walked into my studio. Yeah. My. For those of you that have seen this, uh, you know, if I post any of the videos up, uh, y'all have seen my my studio in the back of our apartment. It's just a bedroom that we put an electronic drum kit in, and I've got my studio monitors in and a screen. That has got to be better than some of the studios that I've seen that you can win studio time with. And I will be the first to tell you, I don't know anything about actual recording i record well enough to make ideas for my band and show them to the guys in my band or show them to producers somebody that we actually hire that we can pay to you know send our material to but do not pay me do not think you should pay me or that i'm gonna gift you studio time and you're gonna get anything out of it because honestly if i'm giving you free studio time I don't give a fuck about your project, and that person doesn't give a fuck about your project. They're in cashing their check in one way or another and trying to get their name out there because they got a free disclaimer saying that uh, uh, so-and-so studio provided $500 uh, uh, $500 worth of studio time, which always works out to be like... A song or two, if you're lucky. Uh, if uh, if that, yeah, like a day if you bust your ass in the studio, maybe a day and a half. But I it's mean, it's just garbage, garbage recording. You could be that band that has all their ducks in a row and come in and bust out a fucking album and not find it all time frame and piss oh, off somebody. Oh, you because you guarantee like if if you come in, all your shit's ready to go. You could do it, but it, it, even then, it's it's the it's those albums that you hear like. The, the local bands, and I, I hear it all the time, a local band that you can hear they have the talent. You can hear that they are fucking awesome, but they have the most garbage dumpster fire of a recording, and you're just like, I 
I want to like you, but you cheaped out. And so I don't like you. I don't I don't want to spend my time on you because you you cheaped out. Right. No, I'm I'm very much with you on that point. Like And and there's there's something to be said about looking for a deal. I'm I'm totally in for looking, you know, pricing your options out for recording and getting something that's actually worthwhile to the band and not going out there's no reason anybody should be going to Adam D as a local band and having him record a, you know, a $30,000 EP for you. That's fucking ridiculous. Well, there's but having like Jojo uh, Contento or whatever his name is that's local, having Brandon Bur- uh, Brandon Crabtree, Russell Holler. Russell Hollier. Oh, so many good local dudes. Uh, Kevin Franklin was one of those guys. He does he does all of uh, uh, in resistance stuff. Sounds so good for what it is. Uh, Day and Meth is doing home recordings. Sam is a, a producer, mm-hmm. the guitar player for Day and Meth. Sam is doing everything that he can to produce that album. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know all the local guys that are around here, but right. there are some legit. Be, uh, bedroom studios or you know home studios that can get you through that door and get you something that you can be proud of you know captives for us was that we hired kellen we basically went to a uh rehearsal studio set up a temporary uh recording setup we recorded on digital amps we recorded uh with midi drums and uh if you if you guys could see it he built a little like temporary vocal booth for me to stand in and it was, you know, me me running through this mic or a mic just like this and turning around and looking at him because we were so close together that we could talk, you know, just going, hey, do it this way. Hey, do it that way, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. It wasn't a big fucking deal studio. My my brother's band, when, when they were around, they went to a big fuck-all studio called uh, Maximedia, whatever. It was in its, its heyday. Yeah, speaking of, that was the studio that fucking... Gorilla was using it was the Max and Farmers Branch. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was a warehouse basically with a big old venue inside of it. Well, it was a TV studio. That's what it was. It was a TV studio that a uh, a Christian television company ran out of, and it had all of their sets and stuff like that in it. Whenever uh, a whenever they went under, a pro sound dude came in. He bought the studio and revamped it for recording. And, but he didn't have a good producer. Right. It was just a dude with some money. And uh, uh, so he came in, he bought the studio, and he ran it into the fucking ground because he didn't have anybody that could actually do recordings. He had the home, but no tech. Money ain't shit when it comes down to it because you can have top-of-the-line equipment. You could have a fucking $20,000 sound system right. to work with. And if you're me, hey, I'm going to bring in Torch. What the fuck for? You can produce your album. What the fuck for? Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to high school. I meant for recording. I went to high school. Right. You know what the fuck you're doing? I've watched the sound guy fuck around at Tomcats before. Right. That was that was what uh <laughs> um not, not Rocket Town, but uh the the Plano uh before the the door was uh the jam the, station. No, but before the door in Plano was the door in Plano. It was something with an R. It's not Rocket Town. Um, I know what you're talking Nashville. about, but I can't fucking think about it. It's you know, up the street from here. Yeah, this yeah, is right down close. the road. Yeah. But that was that was their deal. They bought out a like a Mexican restaurant that had no acoustic uh, setup whatsoever, and they just they made everything so cheap that you couldn't turn it down. No, well, they they paid. Um, and it was it was cheap to do shows there. It was cheap to 
to sell tickets to that place, and it was close enough to a lot of people here that if you couldn't get a show on over at uh, um, uh, the Plano Plano Center with Third String, yeah, with Third String, you could get a show over here, and you could be in Plano, you know, yeah. and and do and do a show local, and you could get some good crowds. But their sound guys were always like they they got somebody. In Sound high interns, yeah, basically, yeah. It was somebody on a eight channel mixer that had no clue how to do anything except slam the faders forward and uh, call call it a mix. It was it was <laughs> always garbage. But I mean, you, it's a mix, but it's a shit mix. No, it's not a mix. That's just somebody sliding faders. <laughs> I can that. do that. I can do that. She shit. can do that. She doesn't know shit about mixing. I do not. Um. Yes, yeah, so anyway, like I own operate torch entertainment. We book shows. <laughs> Back <laughs> Five around. hours later. Uh we, we book shows, we work with bands, I'll give you free advice, I'll give you free drunken advice. And I will legit do your street teamwork for you for a cost. Okay. Because a lot of the people I work with are usually adults. Right. Like I'm in my not quite mid thirties. Uh-huh. I have a job, but I'm not married. I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. So you got time to kill. I have time to kill. My clientele is mid thirties to forties. I have a fucking fifty thousand dollar a year job. Right. I'm married. I got a kid. My bassist is married with a kid. My drummer's married with a kid. My guitar player over here married with no kids, but works fucking fifty hours a week. Monday through Friday, and then he does shit on a Saturday, you know, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have a show coming up. Well, what are your numbers been looking like? <clears throat> Absolutely fucking garbage. What's your promotion looking like? Promotion. Absolutely fucking garbage. <laughs> what do you mean promotion? Well, who does your fucking flyers? Let me help you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> Let me help you for a fee. Like, I don't work for, I don't work for free. Right. Yeah. I, I can work with trade if you, you know, if you can work out some shit that I can do for you. you right. Know. Right. I can knock some money off of it. Like, well, we do our own graphics. Okay, well, how good your shit? Well, I'm a graphic designer for my trade. Like, I work as a graphic designer. Okay, so your shit's hopefully good. Right. Send me your shit. Send me something I can send over to my people to get printed. Oh, that looks fucking nice. Okay, cool. I can not charge you for graphics then. Right. If you can do that, great. But, like, I still got to print it. I got to drive to a fucking print shop to pick it up. Drive to the venue at any given fucking point in time. Hopefully they're open. Right. Please be open for me when I get there. Yeah. Come in. I mean, I'm not going to pay for that shit. Like, I'm here for five minutes, but some posters for a show that you have. Right. One of the bands happens to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Let me in for, you know, 10 minutes. And then walk Man, around. It's, it's, it sucks that, like, I, I love that you've got that business, but it sucks to me that so many musicians that are local have such a lazy mentality that they can't do a lot of that stuff themselves. Like, I'm glad that you found that niche. And that you're able to to handle that, but like I find it in in my in my band and in other bands that are local, it's like dudes that are in the same spot as you, dudes that are basically in the same spot as me. Like I'm I'm with Kristen for seven years, but we're not married. We have dogs, but we don't have kids. Um, so there's not a whole lot holding me back from going to you know X name venue and flyering it myself or going to a show and and passing out flyers on a Friday night or something like that. There's there's no reason. I, the the guys that are in my bands are usually in a better situation even than I am, and I'm I'm the one trying to work out like, "Hey, let's let's go, you know, let's go flyer. It it costs like 
20, 30 bucks to go get a whole bunch of paper flyers, cheap paper flyers, and go out and hand them to fucking everybody that's going out. And you can't get somebody just to fucking do that. Like, what, what, I, I feel you. Like, right. I, I love it because uh-huh. I can make money. Of course. I don't do it to make money, but I want to get paid. Of course. You're, like, you want to get paid for your work, but it's not about making the money. Like, when I say that I don't work for free, it's because I don't work for free. But at the same time, I know what my costs are. Right. It's going to cost me about this much money to print this kind of a flyer. Right. I'm going to be cheap about it. Nothing against you, but I'm going to be cheap about it. If you have money, we can upgrade your shit. If you're specific, yeah, yeah you can like, get that we, option. We but talk, if you, you give know? if you give you the option, you're going to take right. what's best for your pay cut. Right. Like, I, I'm getting a cut no matter what. Right. I don't do shit to not get a cut off of. Right. But at the same time, it's like, well, what's your time frame? What do you want to spend? Do you I want, like, how we, basic We need do you 150 get? people to show up to a show tomorrow. <laughs> we haven't promoted and we haven't sold any tickets yet. What can you do for us? Well, I can tell you good fucking luck. That's what I, I can mean, tell you to do. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. Like, what can I do for you? I can put it on Facebook for five fucking dollars right now. Right, there you go. <laughs> well, why do you want five fucking bucks? Because you're a fucking lazy ass. Because <laughs> you didn't put, put it up for five bucks. <laughs> Basically. But, I mean, like, I, I'm a firm believer in DIY mentality. Right. Do it your fucking self. If you can do it your fucking self. Right. By all means. I don't want to do it for you, right. but I'm gonna, mm-hmm. and you're gonna fucking pay me for it, right? I, there's one day. Well, I mean that's that's a business in, in the perfect world. Yeah, my services will no longer be needed. I can book a show with your band, and have you do all the fucking legwork yourself, mm-hmm. and bring in seventy five fucking people every fucking time, no matter the fuck what. I will do my job, book the show, get the details worked out, promote the show. I will pay my own money, right? Make my own fucking flyers. Design, print, pass out on my own fucking dime. Mm-hmm. I'll get my cut. You'll get your cut. Right. But I won't have to go, hey, Jonathan, with Teeth has a show in six weeks. How's your promo looking? <laughs> oh, hey, we have a show in six Shit, we do. Fuck. Um, how, I, I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've had that conversation with somebody. In the band. <laughs> in the band, I had to tell a drummer, are you off? No, why? Because we're going to fucking Houston, you dumb shit. <laughs> I mean, like... We've been planning this show for six months. I told you about this. Why didn't you take off work? I mean, obviously there's people that can come in for you for a pretty penny and handle your shit for you in that regard. Of course. I mean, that's that's how you get the business that's that's out there. Bryce Butler. <laughs> if you ever need drummers, Bryce Butler will do it for a cost. Yeah, if you can schedule him. Uh, also true. If <laughs> I love Bryce, I'm actually going to have Bryce out, and uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll put it to like this. Th- this. This is going out. I'm certain to like local Dallas people, local Plano people. So right. I'm I'm not I'm not so much worried about if you don't know who Bryce Butler is because I feel like most of you do. Uh, honestly, but, at, at this point in time, with all the national bands that he's a part of, yeah. If you don't know, how? Unless every month, not, every month, it into... seems like he like he posts that he's quit a band and started another one that's bigger. <laughs> like, how the fuck are you doing this, I dude? Mean, and if then, you're, uh, and uh, then every time I call him, he's yeah, I'm sitting at home on my couch. What? How do it, you do this? I mean, if you're like a plain old pop punk kid or a plain old hip hop kid or a kid that doesn't listen to extreme metal, right? Okay, but me, you, your your woman, everybody that I run with, right. Has at least a basic idea of who the fuck Bryce Butler is. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if 
he's home. <laughs> <laughs> Not on tour with somebody for something, whether he's doing driving or playing himself. Right. By all means, call him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you what he charges. Yeah, we, we've, we've talked about it before. You will not like what he charges, but... Honestly, I, I, I don't know if his rates have gone up recently, but his rates, compared to some people that I've, I've talked to that are not anywhere on that level, his rates are like his... They're totally manageable. Oh, I'm sure. They're, it's a fee. Like, it's a fucking fee. But it's not like a holy shit, you, you gotta be fucking kidding me fee. So... True story. My graphic guy decided he wanted to retire. Yeah. And I love him, but I hate him because he didn't tell me until I needed shit done. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? You're retiring. I sold my guy's computer. Like, the fuck you mean he sold your computer? So I, I hit up all my friends. Uh-huh. Hey, who does I fix? So I do, I do. Like, can I see your work at least? Like, what are you fucking using for your shit? I use my iPhone. Please fuck off. Don't <laughs> even bother with me at right. that point. Yeah. And a friend of mine's like, I'll, I'll do it for 95 bucks. I was like, excuse the fuck? What? Excuse you? No? Like, you're, you're fucking shitting me here, right? Like, I paid 10 bucks for my flyers because I, I had the bro discount. I had the bro hookup. Yeah. I ain't got to pay shit for shit. I'll yeah. get shit done and bring it on to you with the band. You know, oh, hey, I need flyers done. Okay, cool. Well, I'll charge you what I get charged. I'll just give you my discount. Cool, whatever. But like, yeah. excuse you? $95 for graphics? No, dude. Ninety five dollars <laughs> for graphics seems cheap to me. I, I've spent so much fucking money on graphics that nobody will ever see the fucking light of day. Because <laughs> I, I, I bought I bought stuff thinking that like, dude, I'm gonna jump on this because it's such a good deal and the guys are gonna love this and we'll get you know uh, shirts made for this one and then we'll get shirts made for that one like a a, a different shirt design for like uh, two two designs a month. And we'd have, you know, 24 designs by the end of the year, and we could retire them as as they kind of went out. And that way we'd always have new shit. So I'd buy so many fucking designs as they popped up, and I'd get custom ones done. And I, they're, just, they're just sitting in a fucking hard drive. They'll never see the light of day. And, and until you get a new project going, yeah. maybe one day. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I've, I've, I, that's, I, that's the weird thing for me is, like, um, when I was... Uh, yeah, I, I think I just have old mentality, or, or just like I'm, I'm, I'm living in in the the wrong uh, train of thought. I guess I when I was when I was 18, everybody that was getting signed was like 21 to 25 or something like that. By the time you were 30, but then this is like the rise bands that like did two records and they were done, you know, so they were they were just gone. But like everybody that I knew that was getting fucking big and, and doing their thing was like 21 to 25 by the time they were 28 they were fucking out of music completely now uh i thought you know if if i hadn't made it by the time i was 30 then i was gonna fucking hang it up well here i am 33 and i'm still begging people to come play with me Uh, i feel like uh should i be like focusing on wife and children and house or or should i just say you know fuck it all i'm gonna keep playing fucking metal I, I always think about like the the dudes from Little Green Men that are like in their their fifties and sixties and still just fucking rolling out there every week. But they're doing both. They're doing the wife and the kids and the job, right? And then they're doing the weekend gigs. They're but I don't think they're trying to like they're not. To do they're it. trying to be the band that plays, right? But not Sabbath. They're not trying to go on a fucking six month fucking tour, right? And make thousands and millions of dollars they're just like yeah we'll make a couple hundred bucks here and there and 
get drunk and have fun. Yeah. yeah see, finding people that, that want to do some version of that is, is the hardest part. Cause I, I find the guys that are like 21, 22 and they want to go on tour for, you know, nine months out of the year and they want to sink their whole life savings into it. And I'm like, Dude, I'm trying to buy a house. You know, I got I got no desire to be on the road like uh, a day to remember like nine months out of the year. Most times, like no, I, I'm I'm down to go like a couple of weeks every few months or something like that. Go have some fun and realize that this is just a sinkhole that we stuff money into. Um, and if something actually happened out of it, then fucking cool. But uh, the like the sleeping giant mentality, like they went on one tour like every five months for like three weeks or something like that, like. Yeah. Dude, done. I can fucking do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I will go on tour with you. I'll be your merch guy, your tour manager, your your driver, whatever. Hey, hook me up with that one, will you? You want a drink? Yeah. Want, whiskey Coke? Coke? Hell yeah. But, um, like... You want whiskey or rum? Whiskey. Fuck that rum bullshit. <laughs> but, like, as much as I love, you know, the scene. Yeah. DFW, Austin, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Like... Ooh, beam. Beam. Um, no, I'm good. Have beer. Don't get it twisted. Like touring's a fucking bitch. I've I've been a tour manager for small bands for three days mm-hmm. on accident. It was gonna be like a, or like four days because it was gonna be a, a three day run, yeah. local show, out of town, out of town, come back home. Mm-hmm. That seems pretty easy. Though. Yeah, I'll shut the van book down. So we're kind of stuck here. Right. Oh. Well, let's go. Well, uh, let's take care of that. Oh, well, everything's closed because it's Sunday. Well, like, son of a bitch. How many of those tours did like the brand van break down? Your shit get stolen. That happened a lot. Depends on who the fuck you are and how you manage your shit. Yeah. Like I, I see it every fucking month. Some random band that I may or may not know. Mm-hmm. We're in the states. Yeah. We're in Philly because we're in Philly. Mm-hmm. We're, we're playing our show. We already left half our gear in the car because it's just bullshit gear. Yeah. And our van got smashed and grabbed. That's shit. Like, well, that, that kind of sucks. Right. Like, I'm sorry to hear that, but maybe take all your shit in at the same fucking time. Right. Maybe. Right. Like, like, if it's a sleeping bag, leave it there. But, like, like if you my laptop is in the fucking van. What the fuck you want the laptop in the damn van? Right. Like, bring it with you. Like, valuable bullshit? What did you pay for it? A hundred bucks? Oh, well, that's a different story. Whatever. But, like. If it's, yeah, if it's like... But it had all my music and all my shit, and I'm writing a new album on it. Like, right. why is like that shit in the van? easily replaceable, then it's kind of no big deal. Yeah. But if it's, like, worth something, it's like, why don't you just take it with you? Yeah. Like, it happens locally, too. Random musician got oh, his shit yeah. broken into when I'm missing gear. Well... Yeah, a lot of Like, that. it's happened to friends of mine. Like, I'm kind of missing gear. Yeah, a lot of that happens. I mean, it happens at the House of Blues. Like, well, it happens everywhere. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Opportunity knocks, you're going to take it. Whether it's good or bad. Yeah, exactly. A thief's a thief, man. Take it. But, you know. Yeah, that, that uh, 24 ounce is my beer. Um, I don't fucking know anymore anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a day job. It pays me fucking great. But good. if you're a band that's going to go out on the road and can't afford me. Yeah. Or can afford to pay reasonably close to what the fuck I was making. Mm-hmm. Cash. Because Funk Uncle Sam in that regard. Like, if you can pay me cash, <laughs> we can talk. If you can't pay me cash, yeah. then I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, right, then I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, then what do you mean? Like, you know, yeah. what's your rate? It depends on how many nights we're talking about. 
Right. It's like it's an all like depends kind of scenario each time. I, I mean, it really does. Like it depends. Like, well, are we going for one show? Yeah. What kind of a show is it? Where am I going? What's the details? And I can do it for this or yeah. we're going to be out for fucking two and a half weeks. Okay. Well, I'm going to eat this much per day, period. Mm-hmm. Plus a per diem. Right. Feed me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to somewhere to fucking sleep, whether it be in a van or a fucking hotel. Like, I don't care how you do it. Right. Somebody's random couch because we're in town. Like, right. And if you make me. me bad, if you make me really mad, I'm going to start barking and I'm going to pee on all your stuff. Exactly. I feel like that's just not going to happen. But, like, but like back to what you're saying forever ago, like, Real Productions basically just fucks bands in the ass on all their shows because you do... You do who's round who's one. this? Gorilla. Oh, girl. And whoever else they want to associate with and call themselves... Those guys. You do round one. Yeah. You sell a hundred fucking tickets at ten bucks a piece. That's a thousand bucks. You don't get shit round one if you win. Like top three bands advance, but you don't get shit. Mm-hmm. So you just gave them a thousand bucks out of your pocket. Maybe not out of your pocket personally, but out of your pocket. Yeah. You wouldn't play the show for 30 minutes of your life. Spent your own gas money to get to the fucking venue. Plus parking. Usually on a Sunday. Yeah. So at noon. Hard, hard enough to get people out. Right. Middle of fucking deep alum. <laughs> yes. And then you come back for round two, like two months, three months later, after they've done, you know, a handful of showcases. When everybody's already forgotten you. Yes. And you do it again. Right. And this time you sell 75 tickets. Right. Which is still great. Hustle your shit. So that's 1750 bucks that you've handed over. And yeah, if you can you, sell that many tickets, you don't need to be playing for fucking Gorilla. And then you don't fucking win. What happens? You just handed them fucking $1,700 to make merch money. Yeah, people talk all this shit about Third String, and that's like... Third String at least will put you on a show. You, you, you put out like 50, 75 tickets or something like as that. As much as I dislike Third String at times, because everybody does. I mean, they're a business. You, you yeah, like not, hate there's not one man that has uh, the rap record of, oh my god, I love Third String. It's like, man, we did a Third String show, they took care of us. We came back around and holy shit, fuck those guys. But oh, hey, by the way, right? Can we uh, get on that show? Right. But you just said fuck those guys. Well, yeah, but it's a show, and it's a show that we want to be a part of. Like, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> they're the ones doing big business. So if you big wanna, business. You want to do a fucking show in Dallas? You got <laughs> you got to deal with third string at some point. But, you know the the bigger bands come in, and Orlando and Mike and whoever the hell works with third string have the contacts, have the money. How the, the means and the capacity to make those and, shows and happen. I think this is the part that a lot of people don't get. The, the people that are doing shows, they think that uh, <clears throat> that the, the people that are pushing the shows that give the shows to third string, they think that third string is like undercutting everybody and like stealing the shows. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just a track record of like they know this show is going to make money. Everybody's gonna get paid, and if if they don't get paid, there was nothing that could be done about it. Speaking you know? of third string, yeah, uh, I have a show in November uh-huh. that the the agent involved in the show had actually talked to third string first, mm-hmm. not because fuck you guys, not because fuck torture entertainment, because I have no third string guys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's how it is. Like if, if you know third string, they've mm-hmm. done business with you, mm-hmm. they have a phenomenal track record. By all means, go to third string, right? And looking for a venue or a promoter for the show. Or hit up third string. Oh, no, I did. Uh, unfortunately, they're just too busy at this point in time. Right. Well, that sucks for them. Right. Yeah. And it sucks for you because you're in this position now where 
You got to go to a, I, I need a promoter. Yeah. I need a venue. Somebody. I need a talent buyer. Somebody is like, well, hey, uh, I'm in the market of DFW. Right. Third string obviously can't do it for a thousand reasons. Irrelevant to me. They can't do it. They can't do it. What's up? What are we looking at? Right. Well, here's the details. I don't know who the fuck those bands are. That doesn't mean shit to me, mind you, but let me listen to this shit real quick. Mm-hmm. And so I was sent YouTube links because YouTube is boss. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't listen to Spotify links because I don't pay for that. I don't want to pay 10 bucks a month for Spotify. I don't like Spotify. I, I have a playlist on it. It's it's great. See, we, we, have, uh, we have the Google Homes... Right. Around, around the apartment so we can play music and, and, mm-hmm. and I can like control my lights and everything like that from it. Uh, and, and that connects to Spotify because like, if you try to tell it to, to connect to Pandora, which I like Pandora better, uh, but if you try to tell it to connect to Pandora, it like it cycles through a big, long list. So if you want to narrow it down, you got to tell it to go to Spotify. Um, which Spotify, like if I want to listen to Post Malone or if I want to listen to you know a, a, sp- a certain comedian, I can say, hey, go to that one. And it'll do a, a, a search on that guy. You know, or that band or something like that. If I tell it to go to Pandora, it does like, oh, you want to do a group of, you know, 10,000 different artists that sound kind of like Post Malone. It's like, no, I want to Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he sent me links, and it turns out that it's uh, Forest Work Baron, which is signed with the Pacific Records label, which is one of my favorite, like, independently smaller metal labels, and a band from Winston-Salem called stellar circuits and it caught my attention like it's heavy it's proggy and it's melodic mm-hmm. so it's like if you like Tesseract and Deftones yeah this is for you and so I'm like I'm listening to it I'm like what the fuck is this yeah like wh- what is this what is the sorcery that we're looking at here speaking of sorcery <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like you know what okay like your your bands have caught my eye, like yeah. or my ear in that case. But like you have my attention. What's up? What are we talking? Right. Details got discussed. Details got worked out. I made my emails go out. Mm-hmm. I got a venue. Nice. So November first at Rubber Gloves in Denton. Because if you somehow missed it, Rubber Gloves has been repurchased. It's a new owner. It's back in business. They did a soft opening two or three weeks ago, maybe a month tops. Mm-hmm. And we're you're, you're giving me new information because I had no idea they were back open. Yeah, they're back open, by the way. In case you missed it, obviously somehow you did. So there you go. I'm I'm your target market right now. Right, but it's four stroke Baron with color <laughs> circuits plus all that is flesh from Dallas. Was but fuck to them today. Yeah, but fuck Preston and his girlfriend. No. Well, fuck Preston because of his girlfriend because he doesn't know what's going on anymore, and apparently had plans to not be here. <laughs> yeah, I I called towards today. Uh, we, we tried to work out a date that we could actually get together and do this podcast. And I wasn't sure when it was going to work out best for us and when it was going to work out best for him. And he told me he could do like Sunday through Tuesday. And I was like, okay, I'll keep that in mind. And we had the time today. So I was like, Hey, you want to, you want to go ahead and knock this thing out? He's like, yeah, let me, uh, uh, you mind if I invite a friend? I go, and you're inviting somebody into my home. Uh, who the fuck is this person? (laughs) You know, he goes, it'll probably be one of these guys from this band that you've never heard of. Like, uh, okay, let me go look at them real quick like, yeah. and try to like determine who it is. Because like, I don't mind meeting new people, but I don't want to be fucking sketched out by anybody. But yeah, uh, I listened to them today and it sounded really good. But 
No, no hate on Preston. He's he's bullshitting right now. But. No, obviously, like <laughs> Preston and I talked. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Cool, I'll be there. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, um, I, by the way, I, I have plans with my girlfriend. I forgot about, and I paid money for these plans. I was like, right. I'm like, well, goddamn it, okay. Like, I get it, but what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I would have expected it more. Like, if I asked you to come out last night, and he'd been like, I've I've got Slipknot tickets or something. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. No, it does. <laughs> but you know, like we're going I, to the Arboretum today. <laughs> I actually have plans today to go see It Chapter 2 with three of my friends. And we're going to do it at like 11.30 at North Park. Yeah. And then one of my friends slept late on accident. And I was like, well, she's asleep, I think. She's not responding to my shit. And we can push it back. Okay, let's push it back. Okay, cool. We're pushing it back. Gets pushed back. Everything's confirmed. Everything's good to go. Oh, hey, so a friend of my parents is in town, and I can't go anymore. Yeah. But y'all can go. But... I, mean, I can go any fucking day I want because whatever. But like, yeah, I got money. Fuck you. Yeah, you know, not like that. But yeah, like I got <laughs> Thanks time. Thanks for but... telling me I have permission to go see this fucking movie. Like, go without me. It's like it's not that we're gonna go without you, but it's like the whole point of us going was because you're gonna fucking go. Right. It was a group. We had made plans to go as a group, and it's not. Dude, I get, I get a lot of hate for that. I get a lot of hate for that same kind of like mentality of like, no, the 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 point was going as the group, like I. I can go anytime. I can go anywhere the fuck I want to. It's, it's not. It's not about me. I get upset when like I make a plan and somebody bails out like at the last minute. It's like it's not that big a deal. You can just fucking go. It's like I don't want to go by myself. I want to go with you guys. Like honestly, you know? like I don't plan out my days a whole lot. Right. But when I do, I'm like, okay, well, here's what I'm gonna fucking do. Yeah. I'm this gonna... was the one plan I fucking made. <laughs> when, when when she had said. Oh, we're we're deep diving in your Facebook. <laughs> no, well, she's like, you know, we'll, we'll do this. Like, okay, cool. We're gonna go at eleven thirty. Like, motherfucker, we were out at your house until fucking two last night. But okay, yeah. like, I got you. I'll be home at three. I'll sleep till like nine forty-five. Get up, shower, get ready. Tell my homegirl that's gonna go with me. Be at my house at like ten forty-five. That gives us like half an hour to get to the fucking movie theater. See, I don't plan shit before like and two. that and that gives me time <laughs> to you know hit traffic and shit, miss a preview or two if I have to, whatever you know, right. Oh, well, I overslept. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, don't worry about that. We made plans without you. We're pushing it back for you. Right. Like a four-hour time difference. So that way we can all do this shit. Okay, cool. I appreciate it. Absolutely no big deal. Oh, hey, guys, I can't go now. Like, well, shit, there goes my plans for the day. I took off an extra, like, I was on call. I could have been on call today for work. Right. My boss, like, we're short a guy. Who wants to come in? I'm like plans right. i kind of can't just not you know i can't leave that's mid-shift a, such a pain in the ass like it like with with amazon it's either all or nothing mm. yeah. they give you x amount of packages you get them out you get them all out right you can't just drop off you can't your stuff. just yeah. oh hey i'd be somewhere at five thirty, and it's four o'clock now so i'm gonna go back to the station no they gave you they gave <laughs> you work from like noon to 9 p.m. You're working until 9:30. <laughs> uh, like our when I get my schedule it's 11:15 and 7:15 give or take, you right. know, roughly whatever the fuck it is. Right. But it's, it's I'm going out for the fucking day. Mm-hmm. Unless I have the schedule where I'm just a relief driver like I can come in at 5 and pick up your shit for you whatever the fuck it is, but that's not me. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I made plans to go do shit. Plans got changed to push back. Okay, cool. No big deal. Mhm. Plans got canceled. Huh? Well, we can do it. I'm like, mother, I don't have other motherfucking days. Like, I got tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I got Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Who doing what? Well, my homegirl has kids. So she kind of can't do shit tomorrow and Tuesday. Right. 
we got the weekend. I got to work all weekend until probably Sunday. Yeah. Um, I guess we can go next week. Fuck you guys. Okay. And then you hit me up like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I ain't doing shit. Why? Well, come to my podcast. Let's okay, what time? Thing. Okay, cool. I can do that. Yeah, let's fucking do this thing. Like, my plans change. I, and I, I'm so, like, I'm usually so flexible on stuff. Right. I just, like, I kind of base it on what I'm doing right then. Like, I, it's it's the weird thing about trying to do a scheduled podcast where we do it, like, a weekly thing. Like, I wanted to do it every Saturday. Like, we do a, a, a cast every Saturday night or something like that. That way, everybody's got time to, like, have a day off on Friday night. You know, if they work a Monday through Friday, they can have, like, uh, a day off and, or a, a late night out so they can go to the bars or whatever. And then Saturday, they can sleep in, come over on Saturday night. We can get fucking blitzed if we want to doing a podcast. You know, everybody can Uber home if they need to. And uh, then Sunday, you've got a recovery day or you can do whatever the fuck else you want to do. So I want, I want it to be like that. It just it's too it's too touchy with everybody's schedule, so I have to be a little bit more flexible. Um, but yeah, this was just like, you know what? Let's let's just fucking do it today. <laughs> you busy today? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> like if only you knew what I wasn't gonna do. Apparently. Right. Yeah, I, I called somebody. Uh, or we did we did one Friday night with Sam, and then somebody called me yesterday wanting to uh, come on and promote their song, and I was like, okay. Oh, Okay, come on out if you want to. Oh, well, can you do it next week? I, I mean, I, I, I guess. <laughs> I was kind of planning for you today, but all right, well, we'll do it next week. That's no big deal. Yeah, whatever. Fuck your mom. Yeah, I, I don't really give a shit. Right, no, I mean. As, like, lo- as long as people want to come out and actually talk with me and they're not fucking, you know, sticks in the mud or something like that, they're not. Ugh. Like, I, I don't ever make plans for reasons. Yeah. Like, especially, like, if I'm on the clock for a band. Mm-hmm. I need to get shit done for you. Right. Friday night. Pull it down. Just pull it to you. Okay. Fucking Friday night, we define playing in Dallas at Trees. Yeah. They pay me to promote their shit. I did my part. Right. I had to work. And I'm like, they played 11. So that's ample time to get shit done for work. Get downtown. See their shit. Right. No. I got to my offsite lot at like 1045. Legit got to my car, took off my work shirts, threw them in the back seat, put on the band shirt, took off my fucking shorts. So I'm sitting in the fucking parking lot in boxers and shorts, like boxers and, and fucking right. and shoes. Oh my god! Like hey, and I'm trying to change like right here, right now, dude. Like, if I get downtown, yeah, you're you're a dude. I'm that's, not gonna change. That's less worrisome than if it was a girl standing yeah, there in her boy shorts or some shit like <laughs> right, that. But- like I I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I've stripped down in like random parking lots like down to my my boxes to be like fuck it my dick falls out y'all get a show <laughs> so like I got downtown at like eleven ten ish but deep element eleven o'clock at night on a Friday is a shit show yeah and parking's a fucking shit show and unless you can find a fucking meter if if you can find one close I'm cheap I don't ever fucking buy the meters. Better than paying ten bucks. No, I look for free parking. Oh man, there's no free parking close to the venue though. You look hard enough. There is. <laughs> like I got now, now that there's the fucking scooters around, you could scoot your ass wherever the fuck you want to go in like oh, two I minutes. Love scooting. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that bullshit. <laughs> now nah, let's let's get into it, man. Okay, so I'm not good at it, but I'll try them. I'm an adult. I drive a car. 
Right. <laughs> it's nothing special. It's fucking four-door sedan, compact car. I drive a van, so you're good. Yeah, you drive the fucking pedal van. Yeah, the pedo van. Yeah. But, pedo like, van. I'm never going go, to be downtown going fucking 40 miles an hour like the street sign says, because you can't do that downtown. At 9 o'clock at night. You just can't. No, it's like 25 miles an hour. It's <laughs> like a school lucky. zone. If you're fucking lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that I hate most is the little fucks in the screws that want to get in front of your car. Two seconds, I'm like, can you not? Nah, see, I, I, I don't I don't play like fucking bicycle rules where it's like, no, we get to take up the right lane, and this is our lane. Nah, I'm like, I'll ride down the cur- the, the like the sidewalk. <laughs> I don't even care if people don't like it. Like, I'd rather piss off pedestrians than piss off cars, especially in Deep Ellum. Yeah, because like, I feel like... Dude, I see those fucking things over here. They're like, in Cedar Springs, too. I, I'll see like a random one on the side of 75. Some days I'm like, how the fuck did it get down here? <laughs> Somebody with a van or a truck. Maybe. A whole bunch of free time. Maybe. Like, did you ride it this? There's no way you rode it this far. I, I, I have no idea, but it's, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but fucking, at, at that point, I'm like, how the, what? How? Why is it, what? Okay. But I feel like if, if you're going to play fucking Russian roulette with a fucking scooter, and I happen to hit your ass, that's on you. Like, sorry, but don't get in front of my fucking car, because I will I end up technically you. it's on you. <laughs> I think if you hit a scooter, they count that as you hitting a pedestrian. <laughs> I think it depends on who the fuck you ask. I think the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the Dallas Police Department don't give two fucks about you. <laughs> I think they give a fuck about the pedestrians, and even that's a stretch. <laughs> that's true. What happened? You jumped in front of my fucking car. He dead? <laughs> he jumped on a scooter. <laughs> Is he dead? No. Okay, fuck off. Yeah, we got we got crackheads. We got a bust. <laughs> Be more careful, both of you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, officer. But um, like I told you earlier, like I almost quit this year. I almost quit last year because just uh, quit Amazon, or you quit doing your production, doing torture entertainment. Okay, I just started with Amazon, so I can't quit yet. But like, as much as I love the scene, right? The bands that I work with, it became too much with the venues closing, mm-hmm. uh, venues changing hands within management and ownership, right? Venues. Doing venue bullshit. Hey, we don't want to work with outside promoters, or we won't respond to your email, or we're exclusive to this guy, or we can't really do outside and like we can't do outside promotions. I'm like, how do you make money? Yeah. Or you know, getting a hold of venues trying to book a show is like, okay, let's talk logistics, let's talk details, let's talk money. Well, how do you want to do the show? I want to pay you to basically rent out the fucking venue for the night. Right. What's your house cost? Is it you have like new owners that don't know how shit works? And so you're having to like explain to them the basics. Like when, when I meet a new musician that's never done like touring stuff, I have to kind of tell them like, uh, yeah, we, we use backtracks and in-ears and, you know, we use wireless units. And, you know, when we tour, everything's split down the middle. And when we... You know, uh, we would buy merch. Everything's split, you know, pays pay-wise. And they were just like, oh, shit, that's a lot more 
detailed than what I realized, but uh, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do it. And I was like, oh well, if you don't if you don't know how to do this thing, it's kind of we might be fighting an uphill battle. So is it is it that kind of thing where you're just like so, somebody comes in, they've got a, a bunch of money and they want to buy out, say, Curtain Club, and uh, they don't realize like how the business is ran before, or are they just trying to change it and do it a whole new way, and you're having to like teach them what you mean. Um, both. Okay. I, I would say both. Like, I want to call the the situation that I'm dealing with new owner and experience. Okay. Like we talked, we booked a show, we talked, we discussed business. Like, okay, well, here's how our pay scales. Like, that's great, but I'm an independent promoter. I'm an independent third party. Right. Mm-hmm. There's money that has been discussed between me and somebody else at the same time, and they have to get that money. Right. I have guarantees out that have to be paid. I have my own pay scale that's already been set and discussed with everybody else. Right, so d- describe that to me. I know what you're talking about, right. but des- describe that for people that that may be a little bit so green. Pay scales, or what, what part are we talking here? The whole experience, basically. Yeah, just just a brief overview. You don't have to go real deep into it, obviously, but uh, just like how how do you uh, like get offered a package? You right. you pay for the package. You right. offer a guarantee to the uh, to the band, or or they they tell you what what they need based on that. You accept all of those costs, then you buy out a venue, and then your your show has to make enough to cover your venue costs, your band costs, and then make you some money on top of it. And from there, that's your take home. Yes? Yes. Basically. Like, uh-huh. I'm very much independent. Uh-huh. Uh, Torch Entertainment is run by me solely. Right. I outsource to graphics guys mm-hmm. because... If you want to look like shit, I will do that for you. <laughs> like, let's I can stop painting. Here we come. Been there, done that. It looked like shit, but it got the job done. Yeah, you just needed to look at least decent. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets I can do at home. Yeah. On my computer, but they just look like tickets you cut at home. <laughs> Basically, like you can buy. They, they don't stock. look like pre Kindles. They're white ticket stock paper. Yeah. You get eight per sheet. Right. They're horizontal. Vertical. Same bitch, whatever. Same bitch, but opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, it gets a point across, but it's not pre-Kindle nice. It's not you... It's not a stack of tickets that you get from a, a ticket cutter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When, 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 so, when somebody expects to get a ticket, they expect a ticket. Everybody's bought a ticket. Everybody's bought a movie ticket. I'm very certain of it. So you expect to get a ticket of some sort that looks like a ticket. Uh, you if you get if you get a piece of paper or a cardstock ticket, it seems different. It's you know it's easy to to copy. It's easy to fake. It's easy to lose. You know, there's a whole bunch of different things. But if you get like a pre Kindle ticket, it's like somebody might pin that to the fucking wall. You know, it's it's easier to hand out a stack of those to a band or something yeah. like that. It's uh, uh, I mean, I if you don't know what a ticket is, then. I don't when want to you fucking have an talk idea to you. In your head and then you get <laughs> exactly. Different exactly. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, local shows that yeah, or local shows that have no real cost on. Okay, cool. I can do that shit at home. Yeah. And man, can we still take us to the show? Hold on, let me get it set up for you. Give me like a day. Right. Cool. Here you go. White ticket paper, black ink. Right. Whatever. Here you go. How many do you fucking want? Okay, cool. Fuck off. Get your shit. You know, whatever. Right. Like, um. So with with shows of uh, a professional nature, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where money is on the line. It's agent talks to me. Mm-hmm. I represent this band, this package, this management company, whatever the fuck it is. Right. We're coming through your area this time frame. Or you want to show in your market. Okay, cool. Again, let me get you music links. Let me figure out who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. Unless I know you. Yeah, I always thought that part was the ballsy part. Because that's, that's somebody saying, hey, you probably don't know this package. <laughs> but why don't you pay us to send our guys to you? <laughs> I, I have, I've sent out a few like guarantee requests and, and, uh, and offers to play shows. And like, hey, we're, we're bringing... You know, so and so unnamed band or fuck with teeth, you know, out to fucking Arkansas. Uh, we need this much money to cover our costs, and, and this is all it's going to cost you to bring us out, but we may or may not bring you enough people to cover that cost. Can you, can you afford us? And I'll get a lot of people be like, yeah, yeah, we can afford that. That's cool. And then every so often they're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> well, that's me every day. Like, I have agents that I will work with. Right. I have not yet because of just whatever, but I will. Right. And it's like, okay, well, we're bringing so-and-so through. Who? Oh, wait, the email gives me links, so I don't have to worry about who. Thank you for the links. Like, thank you for doing your job professionally and give me pretty much the majority of the pertinent information. Like, I can be a dick and be like, well, what's your video plays out here? Yeah. What's your fucking Spotify streams? Can you give me a fucking market stream? Like, yeah. oh, you have 25,000 fans on Facebook. Great. How many of those... Are within a hundred miles of Dallas, Texas. Right. Can you answer that for <laughs> They're me? They're all in South America. <laughs> <laughs> These are all Indian. They're all uh, from What does KGL play your shit? How often do they play your shit on KGL? Or 89.3 or 103.7? Anything. Yeah, how often do you get streams? Like, what yeah. podcast are you part of? What are you, you know? Or on the, the pure metal playlist for fucking Spotify. That's great. Congratulations. We're a porn grind band, so uh, we've never been played on the on the Eagle. Um. <laughs> and I will give you that. Like, if, if you're porn grind, I'm not even going to bother with that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just won't fucking touch it. <laughs> like, hey, man, we're parasitic ejaculation. Uh-huh. You can ever be played on corporate radio. I understand. Because you can't really say parasitic ejaculation on corporate radio. <laughs> I wish you could. Like they don't curse, or you know, is is a band that like is absolutely like they're they're clean. They're they're so clean. They won't they won't they don't talk about anything dirty. They don't talk about anything like deadly. But their name is just fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. So what's your band name? We are Parasitic Ejaculation. I, I want a Christian band to be called like something like Blood from Jesus Hands, and the, all the the Christian labels be like. We love your message, but we can't play you because we can't say this. This band is called Ju- Blood from Jesus' Hands. <laughs> crown of Thorns right. from Jesus' blood from the head of Jesus after the Crown of Thorns has been placed upon the his body. The semen of the Christ. I mean, like, I don't ever want to be like, you know, I get it. I know my market. I know who the fuck I'm looking at. If you see my YouTube links, I can tell you if you can ever be played on my radio stations. Right. Yeah. Chances are you won't ever be played because you're not from here. It happens, whatever. But, like, can you give me some kind of a breakdown as far as, like, your fan base goes for here? Hey, we're this band. We've been through Texas three times in the last five years. Uh, Not a lot, but okay. Do you happen to know where you played the last two times? (laughs) We played at the Real Club. Played at Curtain Club. Okay. Okay, cool. Do you happen to have numbers from those shows? Right. And when was the last time that you were here? 
Right. Oh, we were here January of uh, 2017. Mm, okay. Well, what'd you do number-wise? We did 50 people. Okay, yeah, okay. I could work with, you know, okay. That'd be, like, kind of decent. Yeah, like, well, what do you want? Like, you know, let's talk logistics. What do you want for money? Hmm. Oh, we want $5,000. Like, no. No. Fuck off. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, yeah, we've been through before. We'll take, you know, whatever we can get. Right. Gas money. You know, hey, man, um, I know it's fucking super last minute, but do you have a show in two weeks that we can get on? Um... No. I might have a show you can get on, but I'm not paying you your, your guarantees. I'm doing you a favor at that point. Like, ben hit me up yesterday. Yeah. We're trying to come through. We had a tour lined up. We had a date lined up, and uh, something happened that fell through, and we're kind of fucked. I'm like, yeah. Can you get us a show within these two dates? We don't even care about money at this point. We just kind of want to play. I'm like, I... It's not just about you. Yeah. It's not that I can't. Right. It's that you're asking a lot for me to do in three days, basically. Because I get a hold of a venue. If they're open, I can book it. If that date is open, I can probably make it happen for you. Yeah. Then I have to find local support for you. That may not actually happen. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that is. Like. Yeah. And if I do, it may not even fuck your fucking genre. Hey, we're pop punk. Okay, cool. So this band called What's Keith is going to play with you. They're fairly metalcore-ish. Dude, we, d- we did one of those shows and we got blacklisted because we, we, we kind of fucked ourselves. Uh, we, we did... We, we got booked on a... We got booked on a show to do our, like, our buddy's show. It, it it wasn't one of these deals where we tried to go outside of our market, but a buddy uh, who's a, a defunct band now, uh, they they were doing a music video and they like they wanted all of the the local like local hero bands to come out and like just be on the show like we we're trying to pack this thing out so we want to get everybody as much people as we can so we like we we paid the venue we're put putting on the show everything is us, uh so. You don't even have to worry about like covering tickets or fucking anything. Just bring people as much as you can, and we'll we'll cover fucking everything. It's like, all right, well, I mean, it's not costing us anything except for like some gas. So it's like, what, well, 10, 20 bucks, yeah, and ain't shit. That's pocket change, something, whatever, right. something like that. And it was like it was to hang out with some friends. You right. know, it was to play a fun show. It's like this is not gonna go super well for us, but it'll be it'll be fun, and we get to it support our buddies. Something to do. So, uh, and it was a good venue that we liked. It was uh, the Door Dallas. So it's like, well, we'll May it rest in pieces. Yeah. Yes. Again. Uh, Correct. Which I, I, w- I want to talk about that place. It, we will. We it, can. It's your show. Whatever. Yeah. It, it bums me out. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we, we, we jumped on this show and then Third String re- reached out to me and Orlando reached out to me and said, hey, uh, you know, like four days later, you've got a sh- uh, we've got a show that we'd like to offer you guys. And I go. Okay, what is it? He goes, it's it's Vale Amaya. Now, if you don't know Vale Amaya and you listen to this podcast, let me just straight up, we love Vale Amaya. Vale Amaya is is very very good. What album tour was that? Uh, uh, Matriarch. Okay. So the one with Lucas, the 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 first one that he came out is like the singing 
screaming vocalists, um, and they were playing off of uh, shit. Two albums ago, three albums ago. Yeah, I think they're on their their second album since then. Um, I think I have that one. I don't know anymore. Hang on, I might. I know I have id. I know I have Eclipse. And then from there, I'm drawing blank. Is the one with Mikasa on it? Okay. Okay, I think I have that one. But um, that one was a big fucking deal for us. And that was like, you will be in front of fans that you want to be in front of for the style that you're trying to play. So if you're willing to sell some tickets... This is the one to jump on, and we were like metalcore, gent, whatever you want. Progressive, call it. yeah, exactly, yeah. gent. That uh, that whole style. It's like okay, this we is are a, with teeth. This is really our core audience, more or less. Yeah, these are the people that we want to to have us here, and fuck, we want to meet these guys. You know, you right. It, part part of being in a band is not to fucking fanboy over the big bands, but it's it's getting to meet the guys that are in your style, and you get to kind of like pal around with them for a night. You know, the, those guys that are in the, the giant bands, uh, you know, the Attilas and the uh, the Bremen Horizons that you don't get to be in close contact with a lot. When they play a smaller show and you, yes, a smaller show and you get to be around them and you get to be in close proximity with them and maybe bump into them and just be like, hey, it's nice to meet you. I, we're this band. I hope you like to hear us, you know, kind of thing. That is a dream for a band, you know, a, a, an up and coming band. Well, and I can I can speak from experience. Yeah, that shows like that uh-huh. can get you places. Like, of course, I've had friends from Tennessee come through. Like, hey, so we're friends with this band. Uh, their homeboy, their their singer used to be in a band out here in Tennessee. He's now in your area, right? Can we have them on the show? Right. Let me look into shit for you. Let me look into business. Not saying no, not saying yes, but let me look into shit. If I can fit it, I can fit it. If I can't, I can't. But hey, you know. Yeah, I can fit it. Fuck it, let's do it. Cool. Yeah. And it's also times it's like, oh, hey, so we came through here, you know, a year and a half ago, and was teeth opened for us? Right. Are they still together? Why, yes, they are. Uh-huh. Hold the fuck on. Hey, Jonathan, what are you doing? Dude, I appreciate that so much better then, and I know you didn't do this, right. but somebody in Dallas has been giving out my personal phone number to bands that we've played with before or bands that are played shows with us before, giving out my personal number saying, hey, we're coming to town. Would you be down to get on a show with us? I don't know who the fuck you are. Like, even if I did, <laughs> we haven't played a show in two years. We're, we're... The answer is yes. However, yeah, I, for me, it's no, because it's like I don't have a full band to play with. So like, would I be down? Absolutely. Yeah. Can I do it? No. No. And no. why are you calling me at work at nine o'clock on a Monday? You know, it's weird. <laughs> like, shoot me a message through, through Facebook, and then if I need to co- uh, converse with you more, like I know that's that's kind of closed off of me. I, I feel, but it's it's just like you're calling my personal cell phone number. I'm you're lucky I picked up because I get a lot of spam calls as it is. I don't get spam. I get a hi, Mister Idol. Like, no, you want my money. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, how the fuck do you know? Because my last name isn't Idol. Yeah. No. Um. But but back to the show. We got we yeah. got offered Veil of Maya, the same. Uh, so we we were supposed to play a show, the Buddy Show. Uh, the Buddy Show was on a Friday. 
We were supposed to play with Vale Amaya. We took the show with Vale Amaya. It was on a Tuesday. And we were supposed to play it in two separate areas. So the Vale Amaya show was in Fort Worth, which is an hour away from Dallas. And the Buddy show was in Dallas. And uh, so we're like, well, we'll accept that we're playing basically a free show in Dallas several days later. And we're not we're not charging anybody anything. We're not we're not getting anything out of it either. But we'll take that one. But we're paying uh, to do tickets to Vale Amaya show on Tuesday. And we were we were like, we'll sell every ticket. You know, we'll 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 sell this thing out as best we can. And the the guys at the buddy show, the mm-hmm. guy that was doing the promotion for the buddy show, not the band, but the the promoter. Like whatever the fuck the third party company that it was. Yeah. Well the the Or was it the venue? It was the venue. Okay. It was the promoter for the venue. Yeah. So it was um, an in house agent that wanted to be a douche about shit. Yeah. He called me up and he he said, hey, you need to cancel that Vale Amaya show because you've already committed to this show. I said, no, I'm not. And he goes, you should have contacted me and told me that you're taking that show. I go, well, you're not my promoter and you don't work for my band. We're doing your band a favor and we don't really even have to play this show. We were doing it just as, as a like a, a shits and giggles kind of thing. Uh, yeah, Joe from uh, this band asked me to be on it personally and gave me all the details and said, I ain't going to do that shit. Right. Show up and, and play. And it's, it's, not, it's not anything where we're losing out. You're not losing out because of us. We were just hopping on to give you our fans. We were actually offering you something. But it offended him so much that uh, he said, you know, if, if you don't cancel that show – and back off your standpoint and admit that you did wrong and apologize, uh, you're never going to play this venue again. I go, well, I didn't do anything wrong, and I'm, I'm cocky. I'm a, I'm a little bit like... You? Yeah. Me? What? Cocky? No. I'm, I'm a little pissy. When, when you start threatening me and saying that you're going <laughs> to blacklist me from a venue, I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's see how far this goes. It's like, there's no way you can actually blacklist me. And he fucking blacklisted me. He's like he he literally said, "I blacklist you." I'm like, "All right, well, <laughs> I, I was somehow banned from a venue without my knowledge a couple years back." Like I walked into Whitson for a, a a show to pick up a friend. Yeah, like I was sitting at Curtain Club. She's like, "I'm at Whitson. Come get me. Let's hang out." I'm like, "Okay, we well, come to Curtain Club with me, whatever." Walked in. The girl's like, "The fuck you doing here?" I was like, "I'm coming in to have a beverage and pick up a friend." You're banned. What? Excuse you? Yeah, you're you're fucking banned. Since when? Right. <laughs> like this this is news to me. Like if I am okay, cool, I'll back the fuck out. But like, is the owner here? So or, you're more cordial than I am. I'd probably be throwing a fit at that point. Like, what the I was fuck like, are you talking about? I was annoyed. Like the fuck you mean? Like what was the owner here? Yeah, is there, like fucking can we go talk to him for two seconds? Right. Yo, what fucking your torch is here and shit. Like okay, and. Isn't he fucking banned? Uh, I don't. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't give a fuck that he's here. I'm like, yo, owner. I don't, I'm not gonna call his name because mm-hmm. I, you know, his name. But I'm like, you know, right. of course, of course. No, no, no. Please, please it wasn't. Do not. It wasn't on him by any means. No, no. And and I'm not calling anybody out by right. name. Like all of the beef that I've had, you know, with with such and such venue is completely squashed. He and I have worked everything out as best of my ability. This is not me talking shit. This is me telling a story in the confines of what we're talking about. That's it. Right. You exactly. doing the same thing. Nobody's name is mentioned. We're not talking shit on anybody. We're telling stories. And he was like, I legit don't fucking know what you're talking about. Right. And I've had no issues with, with Torch ever. 
So, like, I don't fucking know. I don't care if he's here for a fucking night or five or whatever the fuck. Like, are, are you going to... Right. Like, drinking shit? It's like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing yet, but maybe, maybe not. Like, whatever. It depends. Am I'm I here band? to pick up a friend. Like, I'm here to pick up a friend, <laughs> and she's probably going to buy us a drink. Like, right. you're going to get money from somebody. Yeah. Like, and she's like, I don't, I don't give two shits, whatever. I'm going to go back to my drinking now. I was like... <laughs> go back to my drink now. Did you ever figure out why you were banned? No. Just somebody talking shit. It was somebody talking shit. I was like, you know, like, look, like, legit. If you say, hey, I'm the owner of this venue. Right. Whether you email me, call me, text me, message me on Facebook and say, hey, so here's the situation. On X night, you did this bullshit at my venue. Mm-hmm. Because of that, we have to ban you for the next however long. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's nothing personal because me and you were good. But it's business. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man, you fucking banned. Well, what the fuck did I do? Well, come over here. Let's talk. Okay, cool. Yeah. On this night, did this. Mm-hmm. You know what you did. <laughs> and, and if you can say, hey, you know, on, on this night, you didn't pay this, you didn't pay that, you owe me money or this, that, and the other. Okay, cool, yeah. Right. Let me let me figure out some bullshit, you know? Yeah. Cool. I got you. But, hey, you fucking banned. What? Yeah, I had similar issues with, uh, with previous band members uh, that were, you know, they didn't ban me from anything, but they were... They would, like, talk massive shit about me and, like, spread it around saying that I, I had burned them. And I was like, can you verify any of this stuff? Because you're you're making me sound like a real shitbag. And my my perception in, in, the, in the scene is already not great. Everybody thinks I'm a dickhead and, you know, that I'm, I'm the one that's, like, out here talking massive shit. And I was just like, I think I just kind of defend myself a lot of times. Like, I, I'm cocky, but I'm not, like out here thinking that I'm top shit or anything like that. But yeah, we, we, I get guys that have been in the band before that are just like, they say I do all kinds of terrible shit and I'm, I'm ruining music and what the fuck ever. Like I, I found out the other day we, we had a, a, a guitarist named Kyle that was in the band that, uh, he fucking Kyle, fucking Kyle, <laughs> fucking Kyle. He, he met a guy in Sherman who was going to come and try out for us and, and that's just up the fucking road from here, too. It's the other side of... Like 30, 45 minutes north. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but he he found a guy out there that was not in the scene at all, had had really never played any shows in the scene, but he he said he had heard of us, and he'd heard about me. He'd heard that I was, you know, I had fucked over some band members. Like, well, I haven't, but I'm willing to talk to you about this, but... He wanted to come and, and jam with us, but before we could jam with him, I had to like give him my whole life story and give him the spiel of the band and everything that had happened, kind of like uh, turn him my way, I guess. I was like, I shouldn't have to do this. You know, either you want to jam or you don't want to jam. If you don't like me or you don't like something that has to do with me, you probably shouldn't join my band, right? I shouldn't have to convince you to do stuff. And I've I've just I've dealt with that so many fucking times. It's, it's just a pain. But like you're you're talking about how you wanted to you were you were thinking about quitting. I'm in that same boat, man. I'm I'm really in that same boat. Like with with teeth, I've mentioned it a few times uh, on on previous podcasts. Um, with teeth is in a weird spot right now. With teeth is Jonathan Owen Russell. It really is. And your computer. No, it's not my fucking computer. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Like, it's you writing some bullshit tunes. 
No. Not even that? No. I'm, I'm the vocalist. Right. I, I'll be the first to admit. I'm the vocalist. I'm the vocalist and lyricist. I'm not a musician. You know, and, and that one That one was told to me by Craig Sefik. Uh, oh, Craig. Craig I, I was in a band with Craig called Bring Forth the Fallen with, with Craig and Ryan Trent. And when when we were splitting ways, we met at Chili's. And that that was like where Welcome we did the Chili. like the the breakup, I guess. So we we were gonna go to the studio, and I told him I was like, "Dude, our songs are not ready, you know." And and they were they were saying the songs are ready, we're good to go. And I I kind of threw a fit. I was like, "Well, the lyrics aren't ready." And they go, "Well, that's all you do, right? You're not a musician. You're a lyricist." I go, "I'm not a musician. This is news to me. I thought I was a musician." But in, anyways, uh, well, Elton John has a lyricist. He's a guy that he pays to write lyrics for him. Right. But Elton John's music is not going to sing. Mm-hmm. And I think lyricist is, doesn't play, but he's a lyricist. Like, his job is to write the fucking lyrics. Yeah, if, it, if, I, if I was just writing lyrics, if I was ba- basically just writing shit down on a page or sending you, like, messages with my, my vocal p- patterns or something like that, then, yeah, then sure, sure, I'm just a lyricist. But if I'm writing the melodies and I'm the one actually recording everything, you know, and, and I'm... Also writing the lyrics, yes, I'm a lyricist, but I feel like I'm also a musician. But you also play guitar. Eh. To an extent, like, you can play enough to get across. Eh, yeah. You can sit around and dabble and demo out some shit to fit where you're trying to go at the same time. Straight up, I'll tell you, like I bring in guys into the band that write the music. So they are band members. They are not. I don't bring in people that are writers. I, 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 I not hire. I bring in people. I try out people to be in the band as full-time members. So when they join the band with me, they are collaborators. It's not me going out and subbing, you know, so-and-so over here. I'm not hiring Kevin Franklin to write my parts for me. And then I, I bring in this guy over here that can play guitar and he plays what Kevin wrote. No, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that stuff. I bring in guys that can actually play. I try them out for a while, see if it's a good mesh between us. And then I ask them, do you want to join my project? If they say yes, then at that point we work on stuff together. We collaborate. We make a band. So that's that's the way I've always done this. This isn't a buy-in kind of thing. Um, but uh, uh, so so yeah, the the guitars on the wall are are mostly aesthetic. I like to play, but they're here for just kind of the look. Um, the the guys that have been in the band before, Kyle Ramiro, Sam, all of them, they're legit musicians, and they they write their parts. And uh, um, you know the the guy that. The guys that I've been working with most recently were writing some of the best material I think that we've ever written. But um, I've been dealing with, uh, even though I'm not a mus- musician in that stance, I'm not writing all the music for us, I feel like I'm still the heart of the band. I'm still the one kind of putting all the focus on the music. I'm still the one kind of running how... Uh, you know, our practices are set up. I do all of our booking. I do all of our merch. I do all of the, you know, I, I'm running all the all other the merch that nobody will ever see the light of day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm doing all the other in, in to the, to the extent that um, I buy most of the gear. So like the guys that we've had in the band, I was telling you this before. Mm-hmm. Um, my studio is set up to house people that don't have gear because I would find guys that could play. You know, I, I would I would get somebody that was like an awesome fucking guitarist. He had music. He he would record on his guitar or something like that. And this is not pointing a finger at anybody. It's just saying, you know, what what would happen? 
I would find somebody that could play fucking awesome, but they had not invested any of their money into their gear. And I, I would get them to want to come out and jam, and I'd want to meet them, but I didn't have anything for them to play on. They didn't have anything to bring out. It's like, we can't bring our computers and set up and just play computer to computer. That didn't work. Um, so what I would do instead was I like, well, I'll go buy an amp and a, and a cabinet and just have something for you to kind of get you by. Well, it would go like I'd get guitar cabinet, guitar amp, you know, and then they need a cable. So I was like, okay, well I got one guy set up and then they would join the band, but they still didn't have money. They weren't investing into their money and they're using that piece. And so I bring somebody else out that wanted to play for guitar and they didn't have their stuff. And so I'd have to go buy another set of things or I don't get to play with that person. And I was getting to a point where I was like, I was too old to really like wait around for people to show up and get their shit together. Everybody else that had their shit together was in a band. So it's like, well, either I don't play and I just kind of sit on my money or I spend a little bit of money and get people that might can play. And so that's what I would do. I would spend my money, spend a little bit of money. And get decent gear and have people come out and play. And uh, what I didn't take into account was the reason that they didn't have gear a lot of times was they're lazy and they're cheap. (laughs) And so I would just be furthering their cause of being cheap by buying them gear too. Right. Um. And, uh, you know, the, the most recent guitarist that, that we've had in the band, his name's Kyle, he would he would invest in gear. And I feel like if I told him, like, hey, dude, you need to go buy a cabinet, you need to go buy an amp, and you need to do this kind of thing, he would he would fucking legit do it. But because I already had stuff, he didn't ever have to. Mm-hmm. So, like, now that I've got decent stuff here, I'm I'm just like, well, why don't we just use my gear and y'all can sell your shit if you had it. Or you can keep it at home. You don't have to haul it around back and forth. Because some of these guys, they live in Sherman, they live in Fort Worth, and you know, loading your gear up into a Honda Civic is a pain in the ass. When it's like, well, I've already got it here. Why don't we just use mine? And you don't wear your stuff out. You don't take the chance of damaging it if you get in a car wreck or you know, you drop it down a set of stairs or something like that. You know, we, we'd go to our, uh, we had a practice room over in Garland. It's like you guys can just show up whenever the fuck you want. I've already got gear here. We're we're good to go. And if we, you know, wanted to go on a trip or something like that, we'll go rent a trailer. And I'll load up my stuff and we'll just, we'll go. You don't ever have to worry about moving your recording setup or, or whatever you're comfortable with at your place. Right. Unless you really, really want to. But um, I, I didn't realize that in me just kind of like furthering the, I guess the laziness. I'd call it laziness. I, I guess it is, or, or like cheapness. Like, I, I don't want everybody to just feel like they have to go out and buy an SJC drum kit, you know, uh, new, brand new uh, Sabian cymbals and, and stuff like that. Like, the, you got to have the nicest fucking thing, or everybody's got to go buy, you know, the guitarist's got to have a, uh, a 5153 head and a, a, a Mesa full stack or multiple cabinets or something like that. Like, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I don't give that much uh, a care about it. Um, but I do want you to have somewhat nice stuff. Like if you show up with a, uh, a crate one twelve, you know, guitar amp, that's not going to do in a live setting. It just doesn't sound good and it doesn't, it doesn't play well. So, uh, I, I would get these guys that just didn't, they either didn't get it or they didn't care. 
I don't I don't know. And I'm I'm at that point where I don't know what the future is for us because I can't find people that care. You know, <clears throat> to me the band is an investment. To me it's a it's a group uh, a hive mind kind of thing where you kind of all have to be in it together or you're you start getting to where you're against each other. Um and I feel like for most of the 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 time of the band it's been everybody against each other. Well, you've had too many lineup changes. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I don't remember who was in the band when we booked that one show together at, at Boiler Room before it closed down. Right. I think it was you and Romero and some other people. Uh-huh. I could be wrong. Yeah. Did you do the Boiler Room show? I did a Boiler Room show. Didn't we do our show with you at Wits? I don't know if we did or didn't. I've, I, I've been drunk and high since then. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to blame you for the Boiler Room show. I don't think it was you. I don't think so. I don't think you did the Boiler. I think you did uh-uh. Wits. Cause we d- I don't know. I th- no, I think you did Wits because I think I remember seeing you around there. It was a minute ago, but I think I... S- you don't rem- say. Yeah, like what, five years ago now? Yeah, but no. Uh, the re- the reason I say I don't uh, want to blame you for Boiler is because Boiler was the worst show I've ever played in my life. It was bad. I've had no issues when I was there. Yeah, and see, that's why I think that you weren't involved in that one. Because mm-hmm. that one, if you were there, you would have heard the wheels fall off the fucking train. It was it was ugly. Uh, th- that is the only time I've legitimately like stopped a show and yelled at the sound engineer from stage. You would have remembered that one. It was ugly. That that one, uh, we we were set to headline that show. We'd had a guy drive in from Houston that night. Mm-hmm. Everybody else had drove uh, driven in from like Garland and Fort Worth, so we've got a lot of people driving in. We had, uh, you know, we'd, we'd sold our tickets, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd, we'd done our whole thing, and we show up to the venue, and the show was running behind, which is fine, but it was like it was... It happened so fucking much on accident. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not upset about it, but we were already set to, to start the show late. Right. The show, was, the show was set so that it started at like 7 and went till midnight. And we were set to to play like right at midnight, and because it started so late, we started at after one. Yes, you know I've had shows like that. Yeah. Um. But not it, to name names. But, but even even that one's not like I'm not upset about the the late start. It's just like it's it's another pin in it. So years ago, um, I had a show at Reno's, mm-hmm. and it was the Colin All War. Farewell show. Yeah. After lineup changes, after lineup changes, after vocalists had come and gone, after guitarists had come and gone. Yeah. After an album or an EP or some shit, they're like, okay, well, we're at that point in our lives where the band isn't what it needs to be. Right. So we're going to do what's best and call it a fucking night. We're going to build a lineup. I have a band that I want to come in. I have like two bands that I want to bring apart. That's what you can be you. Pay us what you want to pay us. Set the show how you want to set the show. We're going to headline. We're going to close. We need a fucking, like, hour set. Yeah. Because it's not going to be the band. It's going to be the current band plus this guy plus this guy plus this guy plus this guy. If you've been in part of my band, and not for a day, but if you've been in part of the band, mm-hmm. you're playing for us. So I need you to make sure we have plenty of time. Wow. Ran my shit like I always got, you know. I have my set times and shit. I can arrange if you want more time, you know. Right. Hey, man, we're going to do a fucking hour set, so give us plenty. Of t- I can work around. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got there. 
Got my bands loaded in, got my tickets accounted for, got my money shit mm-hmm. situated. Opening bands on the soundtrack, and then right into the set. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, the, the fuck are we doing? Like, I have yet to officially open the fucking show. Right. Like, just, like, the going. people here that have not been gutting the fuck out for five minutes so I can get my money together, mm-hmm. get change lined up, and get you all the fuck back in. Yeah. So that was like 10 minutes of time that I had to wait. I'm like, cut the shit. Like, the fuck you doing, sound guy? Cut the fucking shit. The like, the fuck, fuck are you doing? Like, I gave you a sheet. Yeah, at that point, you bought out the venue for the night, so they should be... They oh, work for me. They work for you for the night, yeah. And plus, you gave them a schedule, so it's like, why can't you just follow right. it? Right. So we stopped it, kicked everybody out. Yeah. Everybody got the right back in, and now we're behind, like hardcore behind. Mm. That show did not stop until 2, like, 2.15 in the morning. Holy shit. And the owner and I talked, like, what the fuck happened? I was like, here's what the fuck happened. Like, well, next, he's like, okay, the motherfucker, okay, yeah. Like, he's like, well, what the fuck? I'm like, let me talk. Mm. It's like, okay. So from here on out, he's like, we're going to do things. I'm like, that's cool with me, but like, legit, if I have a set fucking timesheet, mm-hmm. abide by it. Right. I get that you're going to run late at some point. So it's going to happen. There's time. Right. You can run early. Yeah, I'm going to give you 30 minutes. If you play 35, if you play, if you play 25, you're playing 25. Yeah. You have 30. Oh, no, we only need 20. Okay. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather you cut off early than take into somebody else's time. And I'll even give you there's a minute leeway here, you know, whatever. If you're doing yeah. thirty one minutes, you're not, you're not red lighting somebody and just saying I'm going to cut your time. I'm going to cut your mic off at twenty nine fifty nine. Right. You know, no, your time is thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the sound guy kept trying to flip the lights on and shit, and was like, "You're not going to get my band off that stage anytime soon." Yeah, and they you could tell that gave two shits. Mm-hmm. It's our last fucking show, right? Where you're playing every motherfucking song that we ever wrote, right? Period. Yeah, and I'm like, I got my money. I'm yeah. gonna pay you. Like your money's at been that account- point. It's it's a performance thing. Yeah. It's like I don't give a fuck what you do. Don't ruin my show, right? But if you've paid me, fuck it. Do what you want. Yeah, I mean, like professionalism. It's like you know. Yeah, they're not being dicks to you or anything like that. They just want to run through your, through their set. Yeah, and I was like, well, I'm, starting, I'm like, I'm outside the band at this point because we had everything set up. I've worked with you, random owner, before. We've done a hundred shows, maybe, maybe you know, we've we've done shows. We've always been good about my shows. Well, that's, that's like the the band that I was talking about before, Little Green Men. Right. Like, I, I don't know the guys personally, other than seeing them a few times, but they've got that kind of mentality. It's like we're just here to fucking play. Yeah. Like we just want to fucking play. We're having having a good time. They they did uh um the the sound guy for Rail Steve. Mm. Uh when when he's he's Oh, Steve or new Steve. Steve that went off to do Disney. Steve Steve. Yeah, Steve Steve. Mm-hmm. Cranky Steve. Oh, but I loved him cuz he was so good. I love Steve. That that is uh no, he's he he's one of my favorite so guys. Nice. Before it closed down, Steven was my boy. He was really Steve nice. left. Steven came in. Yeah, mm. Steven D. Yeah. It works he's for, my boy. He's fucking yeah. phenomenal. He's over at Tomcast now. Yeah. Yeah, I I've yeah. I've yet to meet him, but he's on he's on the docket to meet. We're doing a a big uh, uh, yeah. uh, wing challenge soon, and gonna mm. buy a whole shitload of like hot wings and stuff like that, and do taste test. And he's 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 one of the guys that was like kicking. I that need one. to be involved with that, please. Okay, we can do that. Thank you. Got it. Like I don't even need a mic. Just give me something to talk into. At, at, the, <laughs> at this point, it's like I, I think I, I got enough people that want to do it. That I got to figure out where we can host it because I don't I don't know that I can host that many people in here in this room and we're definitely not doing it in my studio. Uh, Even so, a smaller room than what this is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the the AC for whatever reason doesn't work back there, so it just gets all musty. 
I mean, like, if you can put people in the kitchen and shit. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe not. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to keep it so that the cameras can be on everybody. I think I've got enough mics and enough cables that I can I can route everybody. It's just figuring out a place that I can put everyone. If you put a camera like right here, you have an angle on it or some shit, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe? I, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I ain't trying to tell you how to do your shit. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. No, but um, Let's Steve. Talk- yeah. Uh, Steve was going away to do his his Marvel contract. Money. Oh, mm. yeah. He he's never told me a dollar figure, and I don't I don't want to know if you know. I I don't, but you don't have to. It's Marvel and Disney. There's, he's there's he's told me that it was a stupid figure, and it was enough to keep him out on the road for like I think it's been three years now, uh, and he's come home like for two months of three years, and he's just like, I think he's just living it up for the most part. Um, I would. But it, it was it was his last show that he was going to do at Rail, um, and Little Green Man basically just was like, "Let's just have a fucking party for Steve," mm-hmm. you know. And I think it, I think it was a going away show mm-hmm. for Probably Steve. Had to be. But they did like a shot on stage with him. They did like silly string, and they did a song dedicated to him. They did a whole bunch of like requests and stuff like that. It was just like a let's get together, let's drink. We. My band happened to be there picking up tickets for a show, but it's like they just wanted to have fun and fuck around and, and do their thing. So I can totally get that there are bands that are out there that want to, like, fuck around and do their thing. You know, like, business is business, right? Like, I, I very much want to run a five, six-man show every fucking time. Right. But if you're like, hey, we're with teeth, because mm-hmm. I'm just going to use you because I can't. Go ahead. We have a 90-minute fucking set. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring you 200 motherfuckers mm-hmm. Garen fucking teed. Mm-hmm. Here's what we want. We want to play from 1115 to 1245. Mm-hmm. Nobody on after us. Right. We'll be done off stage by like 130. Maybe, you know, whatever. Right. We're going to end at like 1245, 1250. Give or you know, take a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. 1245. When I say 1245, that's business time. But yeah. there's always a few minutes here. It of is course. what it is. Of course. And if I know that you can and will do that shit, I will book three bands before you. Mm-hmm. Forty minute sets at nine, ten, eleven, or you know, yeah, like nine, ten, eleven. Have you backline ready to go? Mm-hmm. Ten, fifteen, uh, eleven, fifteen, nine, twenty, some shit like that. On my fucking stage, rocking out, and going, yeah. See, going. I, I know that I know that about you, and I know that about a lot of other venues. Like even even still yeah. talking specifically about us, with teeth hadn't done shit in forever. And may never do shit again. I don't know. But, like, I know I could call up you or I could call up uh, Kevin Dunlap over at Rail when he was still doing Rail. Um, yeah, he's retired. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I could call up a handful of guys and just be like, hey, we're wanting to do a show. You know, we want a headline. You know, we got these guys that want to do it before us. And if I've got a good enough bid that I can throw out there for you, you fucking take it. You're not going to fight me on a lot of stuff. I mean, like I, like I told you, like, I don't really want to do in-town guarantees. Right. But business is business. Money right. is money. If I know that. And when we were doing shit, you knew. Yeah. You, you knew you could bid on us because you would reach out to me and say, hey, do you want to do this show? You know, and, and you would offer me offer me a deal at that point. Like, like I know, I know. Now it's not the same thing. It's a no. It, it it's like, isn't. But like I could, you can say, "Hey, man, we want a thousand bucks." Yeah. But we're gonna bring you. I'm a guarantee you this kids. Much people, yeah. and kids is you know loose term. Yeah. And if we don't hit that, then we can do this, or we can do that, or we can do you know whatever. Like, okay, well, how about this? Right. Why don't I pay you X at jump? Period. Yeah. 
And if you bring the 250 that you claim that you're going to bring, you will make more than that. And I'm very much work for your money. Yeah. See, I'm I'm not one of those people like, that that's like that's all hung up on a on it that much because right. I I know that we're we're a smaller band, but I know there are guys that are out there that are just like they they talk a big game and they can't pull through, and then there's guys that that talk a big game and they absolutely can pull through. I got a story for you. Go ahead. Not gonna name names. Go ahead. It was a third string show with our Treyu at the Rail Club. When Kevin ran business, he called me in to work for Third String slash The Rail as as a stagehand. Uh-huh. So I was officially the guy loading shit in and out. And it was an Orlando show, or a show that Orlando was running points on because Mike was living in L.A. at that point. Orlando I no lived. Idea. Mike made, I don't think Mike was in town. Whether the fuck it was in L.A. or whatever, he was not in town. I Orlando ran the show. Yeah. It was what it is. You know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, hey, I, I kind of know you. We've talked before. Do me a favor. Grab this band for me. Local band one. Bring him up to me. I'm in the office. I'm like, okay, cool. And like he went to, you know, you know, he got a hold of me. I'm like, yeah, I got you. Right. Like, I'm going to go upstairs to the office. Give him like 10 minutes. Grab a band. Bring him up to me. Cool. Yeah. Grabbed one of the bands. They went upstairs. Talked. Came back down. Okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, please. And then grabbed band two, came back upstairs. Mm-hmm. Hey, talk to Orlando. He has to talk to me about some shit. And it came down to band two didn't sell what band one had sold. There was a requirement to sell pre-sales yeah. of X. Mm-hmm. Band one was like, yeah, we'll open the show. You want X amount. I can't guarantee you X amount, but I'll do you this. I will guarantee you this no matter what. Okay. I can expect that. You're being honest about your shit. I can, yeah, like I can, you know, I can agree. What they can do and what they can't. You know? like, I need to sell 100, man. I don't know if I could do 100, but I can do like 50. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. And then when you outdo what you already said you're going to do, even better. Right. But then the other band was like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, hey, so I'm being told as a stagehand that your set's changing. Mm-hmm. By the way, this came down from Orlando. Mm-hmm. He's running the show tonight, so this is what it is. Yeah. You're switching times with this other band. Well, what the fuck? Don't look at me. Don't what the fuck me. Right. Like, like, I'm just the messenger. I'm, I'm the third part. Like, I'm the middleman. He said to do this. This is what the fuck it is. If you have questions, comments, concerns, he's up in the fucking office. I can take you there within, you know, get your shit on stage right the fuck now. Right. We got time, but I can take you there at the same time. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Again, per Orlando. <laughs> right. Like, I don't want to be like, and I know it because I, I book shows, but I don't want to be a dick, but I'm like, at the same time, like, if you... You're like, this is verbatim. Sorry. <laughs> a band like I trade you is a band that costs you money. Yeah. It's not a $250 guarantee. It's probably 1000 to twelve to 2000 I don't know. I, I don't know the money. Not right. my job to know the money. I don't care about the money. I'm getting my money. They're getting their money. You're like, I'm just here to do the yeah, job. I'm here to, as, a, as a venue personnel, basically. Right. You're like, I'm not really involved. I'm just a messenger. They pay the venue. There you go. I get my cut from that. Yeah. I'm just doing them a favor as a solid, you know, as a, as a right. venue personnel, they yeah. came to me. Yeah. Oh, that. hey, you work here. Can you handle this for me? Am I okay? I'm looking at, like, I suppose. Like, is this cool with kids? I don't give a fuck. Like, right. it's part of my job. Is it whatever, you know, I'm getting paid. I don't mind. Yeah. Is it question reasonable? No, not really. So, what the, the band do? They just... I mean, they shut the fuck up and played. 
but they were pissed. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, yeah. I get where you're coming from, uh-huh. but I get where Orlando comes from at the same time because yeah. you were told nicely from from jump mm-hmm. that you need to sell this no matter what. Right. Now he could have been a fucking douche and said, "Give me your fucking money." Oh, you're um short and then some. Yeah. Fucking go home, but I'm taking money anyway. Right. But he's like, no, you can fucking play my show, sell your shit, hope that people come out for you anyway, you know, whatever the fuck, but you're not going to get paid. Yeah. That's all there is to it. And your set time has now changed to to band one slot. Yeah. Sorry, but not sorry. And I'm like, I'm very much the same <laughs> sorry, way. It's like, sorry. <laughs> business is business because, like, yeah. it's not my job to ensure that you bring all the fucking tickets. I'm doing my part. I'm promoting my show as much as I can you know, without my resources. At the same time, it's a businessman thing. You know, you got to be responsible and you got to do what you got to do. That's I've like, had talks. Yeah, like I've had many talks with people like Kevin who owned a venue. And he's like, okay, well, you're looking at banging in this band. Right. Do you own a bar? Well, you know I don't. Okay, cool. So I love you. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Are you getting offers from them? I mean, honestly, no, but I'd like to. Yeah, don't. Again, do you own the bar? Well, no. Then don't, because you will lose money. Right. I mean, I've I've watched his band do the whole ticket thing and mm-hmm. do the pre-sale things and have to, you know, sell X amount and make sure you make X amount. And I've seen, you know, everything that's gone in t- into that. And it's very frustrating. I and mean, I've, I've watched both sides of, like, it's, you it's know. It's frustrating for me when I'm like, okay, I need you to sell this. Mm-hmm. It's not a whole lot to ask, but make sure that you sell this. Right. Like, I try not to do shows where I make you sell something more than, like, 20, 25. Like, if I'm doing, right. you gotta sell 50 you at fucking 20 bucks. I don't want that show. That's just not me. Like, I want to be, yeah. I, I want to be the underground motherfucker. Like, can you sell 20? Right. At 10 bucks? Yeah. So I, I can pay. I wish we would go to some type of system where it was like a, everybody filtered into the same hole, you know, whether it's digital or uh, physical. But everybody bought tickets from the same spot, but you had to tell where you got sent from. Because what what we get in Dallas, and I'm I've been I've been uh, uh, privy to doing this as well, is you get people digging into their own pocket and cutting somebody else's throat for it uh, uh, when they're when they're selling tickets. So uh, you know if you've got a ticket that's got to sell for ten bucks each. You know, or twenty bucks each, whatever. Uh, you got a ticket that sells for twenty bucks each, and everybody knows that this show won't sell that well. They're they're taking a bath on this one. They they know that they they jumped into something just so that they could play a show, um, which a lot of people do. Um, I will discuss that with you in like five minutes. Cool. Yeah, that just reminded me of some bullshit. Cool. Yeah. Um, they they take on shows that they they shouldn't take, and they. Offer to to sell tickets that they shouldn't offer to sell because they know they can't sell them. Um, they start discounting them. They start doing discount codes and they start doing, uh, you know, well, the tickets sell for 20 bucks each. We'll sell them for 18 bucks each. So they knock a couple of bucks off. And then somebody else comes in and they said, well, we'll knock them off, uh, you know, five bucks each or something like that. So it's a, a $15 ticket cost. They they pay the full price, so they're they're spending money that they haven't they haven't been paid mm-hmm. basically. 
so that they can make it look like they're selling more tickets. Uh, as, a, as a promoter? Yeah. As a fan? Yeah. I'm all for you doing deals. Deals, sure. Hey, tickets are 20 bucks each. Buy three. I'll knock it down to 17 mm. each. So that you are, or 15 each. So it's 45 versus the 60. Right. And we will eat the cost of five bucks each. Whatever the fuck. Cool. I get you. But it's a deal because you're getting rid of multiple tickets at the same time. But right. Hey, so this show is 20 bucks right now online through us is 20 bucks. I got it for ten. I got it for ten. I got you for ten. I got you for ten. Like no, 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 no. Like don't, don't do that. Don't. But, don't but do th- that. that's that's when you get those people that are like, well, wh- what, what can you do for me? You know, these guys are offering. You know, you're you're doing a, a three dollar per ticket deal, uh, seven uh, twenty down to seventeen if you buy three or more. Uh, they take it to, you know, begotten. And Begotten's willing to to eat the cost. No hate on Begotten. It's just the first band yeah, I thought yeah, of. Yeah. No hate. I, mean, I, I don't like, know that they fucking do this, but it was I went, literally the first band I thought of. I went of. to uh, the Elysian show at Gas Monkey uh-huh. mm-hmm. with Renatus and stuff, the human condition. Right. I talked to my boys in Renatus, like, I didn't fucking take it. I'll get back to you. I was like, I get funds because it was just, you yep. know, I get paid on some whatever. Yeah. And then stuff, the human condition is like, oh, hey, we got fucking free tickets for you. You want it? I got you. It's like, well, shit. I can't compete. Like, I can't, you know. That's different. They're not trying to be like dirty about it, but it's like, yo, we, we don't care. You're a buddy. Right. It, that's a buddy thing. That, like, that's a buddy thing. Danny I, is like, I got five tickets for free. If you want it, hit me up. Five people. Five people only. That's different. Yeah, that's... That's different. I, I get those people like... S- selling tickets is a pain. Selling tickets to people that you don't know is even more of a pain. If um, you know what you're doing and you're working with the right band, hey, welcome for Calgary Deputation. Tickets are going to be twenty four fifty online. I got it for eighteen right now. Yeah. If you're a fan of College Cap, hit me up for eighteen dollar fucking tickets. Right. Guaranteed. Because I will fucking personally hit you up for six. If I could save six fifty plus fees, and you know fees are like that for Ticket Flyer, probably three four bucks. Yeah. Like I looked at uh, Breaking Benjamin's Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tickets for Breaking Benjamin are twenty nine. Very long seat. Not horrible. A little no. bit pricey. Right. And I clicked on the thirty nine fifty long seat because I clicked on just to look at prices. Right. Yeah. And I want two again looking at prices. Right. So that's eighty bucks. No big deal. Yeah, I need to pay me a hundred and forty. It's like the fuck? Thirty dollars in fucking fees? Excuse the fuck out of you? Jeez. Like i just bought a third ticket in fees. Yeah. yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah, when you get up into the arenas and the the bigger venues that that have like the ticket services, like that. I mean that that's the that's the big hole in my my thought of like let's go to a a, a single like funnel hole and 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 pay everything through this way. But I, I like who was it? Oh, it was it was the door. Uh, the door used to do it whenever you bought tickets in person. So you showed up for a big show. You couldn't buy a whole bunch of tickets online or something like that. So you you showed up and stood in fucking line, and you had to tell them who brought you or who who'd you come for. You know, you tell them oh sleeper. You tell them I still do that. Yeah, that's how I make my money. That's how you make your money. Right, but uh, then then you at least got to point the point the money toward the right person, and you weren't cutting somebody else's throat. Like if. If With Teeth was selling tickets and The Optimist was selling tickets and uh, Renatus was selling tickets or something like that, if we're all in a bidding war, 
you might see us, you know, on a $20 ticket, you might see all of us somewhere get down to twelve fifty a ticket. That means somebody's taking a $7.50, you know, hit per ticket. And then if that word gets out, they might sell every ticket that, that cheap. Working for, like, I used to work for Kevin. Yeah. Like, Torch Entertainment is very much open for business. If you need me to do something for you, as a band, as a promoter, as a venue owner. Right. Hey, I need security. Okay, I can do security for you. I need a merch guy for this <laughs> fucking package because they don't have one because, well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Dear Disciples came through, which is the tribute, which is Dio's band with Ripper Owens from Judas Priest. Yeah. Doing vocals. Like, hey, what are you doing today? Uh, fucking off. Can you be up here at five? Why? National band doesn't have a mother's guy. Motherfucker. Yeah, I can be here at five. Well, you're paying me, right? Well, no, they're paying you, but yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I got you. I can do that. Hey, uh, Kevin had Fort Worth Music, Fort Worth Metal Fest for four years straight at Rail Club. Mm-hmm. And... Two years, like within the last two years, a band is on that package. I'm not going to name names, locally, mm-hmm. and was doing hella shady deals about it. Right now, I got you for this. I'm like, don't don't do that. Like, you want to cut a deal, cut a deal. Tickets are twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. You buy four, twenty bucks each, because I can eat that cost. Yeah, cool. Tickets are twenty five. I got you for eighteen right now. Through me only. Through me. Because I'm that motherfucker. But, like, I have West Keith on the package. I have this other band on the package. Like, I have four other bands locally trying to sell tickets. It's like, I can't even do my shit because you're being so fucking dirty about it. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, please, just don't do that. Cut a deal all you want. Make friends. Sell it to your friends for cheaper if you can. You know, do a giveaway if you want to eat the fucking Yeah, I had somebody. I I would go through and... It w- I don't think it was me doing anything dirty, but I, I would go through like the uh, the interested on mm-hmm. Facebook and the like the going on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I would just message them, hey, if you need tickets, hit me up. If you need tickets, hit me up. If you need tickets, hit me up. Or I, w- I would post like what I'm charging for tickets, and they would post, uh, you know, let me let me get back to you, and then I would see that somebody else had found out what my price was, and they were offering a lower price. Or they were going in right behind me and saying, "Well, I'll char- I'll pay you, you know, two bucks less or something like that." It's like, well, I'm not going to eat that much cost, you know. I'm not I'm not going to pay. At that point, you're paying to play one. I mean, if if you want, I'm not for pay to play. Like I'm for do your shit, get paid, and then play. Yeah, I'll work to play. Yeah, work to play. Like. It's not just you. Like, there's everybody that has to make money. I got to make my bread. I'm putting forth on a, on a let's say. I mean, I, I guess if, I guess if you've got that kind of money, like I've I've heard, and I'm not going to say a name. I'm not going to talk shit on anybody because I don't really give a shit. But I've I've heard that there are a couple of bands local to DFW that have a little bit of trust fund money, have some some extra cash in their pocket, or they just do it as a band. They go in and. You know, they'll take on tickets and just say, okay, we're eating this cost. They'll eat the cost completely, and then they'll give away the tickets. How do I say this nicely? Um, I, I guess if you've got that kind of hustle in you, it, it just seems like it's like buying onto a tour package that doesn't want you. I've, I've told you probably at some point uh-huh. doing a show, your minimum is this. 
you have to sell X plus one to get paid. Uh-huh. I'll pay you at 16. Mm-hmm. I'll pay you at 11. Whatever. It depends on the show, obviously. Mm-hmm. Details are every show is different. You got to sell this many, but I'll pay you at this much. Yes. Like, you need to sell this to be considered to get paid. Right. If you don't, we will talk. Yeah. But don't look at me for money at the same time. See, I, I, don't, even, I don't even get to the we will talk point. Like, at <laughs> that point, if I didn't sell, if it was 10 tickets and I didn't sell, if it was 50 tickets and I didn't sell 50 tickets, I don't, like, I don't look for a paycheck. No, no, no. I, but I mean, like, if, I, if, if you come at me with, hey, Torch, we're doing the show with you. It's a big show. Yeah, okay. You got to sell 50 tickets. Okay, cool. Day of show comes. Hey, dude, we're short two tickets. Okay, fuck off. See, I don't even do that. I mean, like, I'm not going to say go eat your cost of two tickets at whatever the fuck it is. But, like, if you're at 48 versus 50, okay. Get my 48 ticket money. Mm. And we will talk end of show. Because you might have five motherfuckers that come through. Right. You might not. Right. But I, I will do a thing I can to make sure that you get paid fairly. Or that you're treated fairly depending on the situation. Like, if you sell 20... Mm-hmm. Out of fifty, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna call you again. Get my fucking money, mm-hmm. buy the fucking shit, get the fuck out my damn venue. Yeah, because at that point you didn't fucking you didn't try. Hey, we're gonna sell twenty. We gotta sell fifty ticks for the show. Okay, cool. Did you sell fifty? We, we did fifteen. Did you sell fifty? But what makes a band want to do that? Do they just not? care about the show that they're doing well like, you've you've seen it in members past with with yeah. us we we got like we we've had guys that came into the band they're like okay do you guys want to take this show um yeah everybody says yes you know t- take veil of maya veil of maya when, veil of maya. We, when we played veil of maya we had just i think we had to sell 35 tickets yeah. uh i it, mean it was a it was a tuesday show so it was a lower end show already uh, it was going to be a harder sell because it's a Tuesday show. Yes. Um, in Fort Worth. So you're already... I'm sure tickets are probably like 15 to 20 tops, if that... Something like that. I, I couldn't tell you. I wasn't there. I don't remember what it was exactly. But yeah, it it wasn't... I, I want to say it was like 12. Okay. Uh, That's you know, reasonable. Yeah. But um, I talked to my guys and I say, look, do you guys want to do this show? And everybody said... Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. We want to be on this show. Okay. So me knowing the track record for the guys in the band, I go, okay, I'm probably going to have to sell most of these myself or I'm going to have to pay for them out of my pocket. Um, at that point, I'm trying to make my money back. I have already accepted the loss of all that money. Um, and th- this is where I differ on the, the trust fund thing. Cause like, I'll buy them out and then sell to get my money back. So I'm paying myself back. Like, so so if if I'm losing five bucks a ticket, it's a, I may be getting close to like if it's $250 that I have to pay so that we can play the show or something like that. If I get close to like 175 back, it's like at least I only lost that much and I didn't lose my whole shirt, right, you know, right. on this thing. Um, I mean, I've, I've had bands do, you know, small national shows for me. Yeah. I like to keep my numbers like like said reasonable. Like if I have what I want to call third string money, uh-huh. I can book a venue where I can get Vela Maya uh-huh. and pay them their fucking super guarantee. Because mm-hmm. Vela Maya ain't gonna come in for five hundred bucks. It's gonna be something stupid. And when I say that, it's not an, on them. But okay, what do you want? We want three thousand dollars. Okay, it's their people doing their job. Uh, it very much is. 
And I've had agents come at me with ridiculous numbers. I'm like, okay, you're bringing a tour in. What do you want? We want 1500 Who the fuck who? For who? Yeah. For that band. I know that band. When have they done 1500 in business? Right. In, in my market. Right. Don't tell me in home. Don't, yeah. don't tell me at home, but here. Yeah, they regularly uh, bring in 500 people. Where? Well, they're a Chicago band. They bring them out to Chicago. Like, well, no, that's, that's great. Don't tell them to stick around yeah. fucking Chicago. <laughs> right. But, I mean, like, when I'm looking at business, like, well, what can you do for me? What am I willing to eat, money-wise, to make the show happen? Right. If the answer is not much, if the answer is, okay, yeah. hey, man, I'm going to bring in Vela Maya. Okay. Why don't you take the show? Well, let me find a venue, but okay. What are you looking at? We want 35 Dollars? No, no, no. Hundred? You know. Okay. Um, I could probably make that happen. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And there's been times where I've had you know, friends of mine come at me. Like Dead Bad Wednesday came at me for a show. Like, hey man, we're looking at the, we're going to be on tour with Raven. Are you interested? Like Raven from the '80s, Raven? Yeah, those guys. Um, <laughs> you know, oh, I, I love you. <laughs> right. But um, <laughs> fuck you. But I, I was like, <laughs> and it, it wasn't even that. I'm like, um, legit, I love you. I have mad respect for you. Right. But I wouldn't know who the fuck to call Yeah, that's like, for the show. That's like when I see Striper come back out every so often. I'm like, I know them, but I don't know a fucking person that's like, I want to go see Striper. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, uh, just just so I'm aware. Yeah. What are you wanting? <laughs> okay, we're wanting this for a weekend, this for a weekday. Yeah. We need and a we guarantee, need... and we need green room access, and we need you to buy, you know, 15 fucking things on our on our rider. Like, don't you live local? You can pick up your own fucking M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, okay, well, you're wanting money. Yeah. I, I'd call it reasonable, but... Okay. At the same time... Who do I fucking call to book you for? Right. <laughs> like, I can't call with teeth to book this package? Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, look, A, I'm not going to bullshit you. I ain't got shit for money right now. Mm. I'm in one of those in-between periods where I ain't got shit for money. Yeah. Bills and shit, you know. You're going to want a deposit. Deposits are going to be 10% to 50% of the package, depending on what the fuck it is, depending on who the fuck you are. Right. Um. Straight up, with all due respect... No. Yeah. However, I will point you in the direction of somebody that might be able to take your shit for you. Right. <laughs> and I've I've learned that you're nice enough to yeah, be like, hey, like I'll I've, try and help you. Like out. I've done shit for friends where they want like money, money. I'm like, oh yeah, I can I can do that. Why are we looking at this? Like, Why the fuck owe you money now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, you owe me money. Like I thought we were like I know that I owe you money, but I thought we were good, and you could have been like less of a douche about it. Yeah. Like work with me so I can work with you. Like, we can never do business again, and that's cool. That's fine by me, but, like, don't be a douche about it. Yeah. Like, uh, give me a few days to get shit straight. Mm-hmm. You'll get your fucking money. But don't fucking come at me. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's the same thing with those those bands that show up, like, empty-handed on a show. That I've, they had were... a f- I've had one of those. I had a band come in for a buck fifty. Mm-hmm. And they brought one person who paid $7. It was a $10 cover. Well, I think it was a $12 cover. 10 bucks in advance, 12 a day of. 
and they're on stage, and some Joe Schmo off the street came in. Oh, hey, look, you got your bucks on you? I got seven. <laughs> Fuck it, come in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so here's your money, but don't fucking call me ever again. Like, don't fucking come talk to me for shit ever again, because you took me for money. Yeah. You came through getting a guarantee. You got paid. You got fed. Right. You didn't do jack shit for me. And that's the end of part one with Torch. Go ahead and select part two. Let's get this started. <laughs>